Welcome back to Director Showdown, Episode 7. We're back. Episode <laughs> Uno, Dos, Tres, Cuatro, Cinco, you your, Seis, you your, your Siete. You always, you always got to do it. Because, y- you know, I took four years of that shit. Did you, you didn't know Siete off the dome? <laughs> no, I didn't. Damn, I, was, I wanted to say CS so bad, I got, but I knew I that was I feel like I got was, 1 through 20 <laughs> right, you know, right up here in the noggin. All right, what's Beyond 15? That, Huh? What's 15? Uh, Dieze. Oh, the Kinsey. I knew what it was. What? I said 15. Oh, you're right. That's right. Yeah. It doesn't Kinsey. change. Until, I knew that oh, one. Oh, shit. Just because okay. like, it's easy to do Kinsey because of the fucking Kinseyeras yeah, and shit. Yeah, you know. San Antonio, where are you at? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, and you love going to Kinseyeras, too. Yeah, because I love seeing like young girls being you know presented yeah, to and the having populace. Yeah, having a good time and dancing. <laughs> That's what they're designed for. It's, 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 it's actually Hell of a very way to start terrible. The Speaking of um, being young, mm-hmm. we're doing yeah. Benjamin Button. Talking Ben Buttons today, guys. <laughs> ben Buttons himself. Um, Who was also 15 and didn't have a keen say, unfortunately. Yeah, he, did, he didn't get one, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, 2007? Mm-hmm. David Fincher. 2009. Film? Actually, I don't think 2008, right. December 2008. Yeah. 2008, yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, in the it middle, was like yeah. okay, we're both wrong. That's and good. <laughs> I said 2008, December 2008. Okay, okay, <laughs> essentially 2009. And if yeah. it if this is your first time listening, stop and go listen to some <laughs> other episode. Oh, I thought you were gonna I say know, go listen yeah. to some <laughs> other podcast. <laughs> Do yourself no. a favor and go listen to, to, to Doughboys, Doughboys or fucking Blank Check, or right? Whatever. Blank Check's great. Yeah. Uh, no, but yeah, we're talking... Um, what what do we do? Button. What do we do here, Brent? Yeah, we pit two directors against one another Dose. each season. Dose. <laughs> you're, you're sticking to it. Uh, and this season is Nolan versus Fincher, two of the biggest... Two of the biggest directors of the past 20, 25 years. Yeah. Um, and uh, we we weren't originally actually going to cover Ben Buttons, but um, in, in the... in the Is this what it's going to be now from now on, Ben, yeah, ben Buttons? Ben Bu- it's just fun to say. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I'll cut it down to Buttons later. I mean, yeah. just, it's just fun to say Buttons. Um, but we decided uh recently because adam was like you know i really want to cover dunkirk and i was like yeah i mean Mm. it'd be interesting to cover ben buttons too um just because it's such a fascinating weird outlier Mm -hmm. um which i feel like you're gonna Mm. hear that term a lot in this episode yes Mm. um but uh yeah but but yeah we are here joined with a very special guest and i'm adam and that's Brent. No, Brent. God, we we are just terrible at these introductions. <laughs> it's fine. Aren't we? People know who we are. They, they know who we are. No, they don't. I I mean, if they don't, fuck them. 
if I you don't know it. who we are lean, prior to us saying lean that, lean into it. Off. Lean into it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We're here with our very own special guest, Sean. And how many times have you been on the podcast? I want to say this is my second time. This is my return appearance. Whoa. So you've been on more than that, right? No, you've been on more, right? Because like Inherent Vice and what else? Definitely did Inherent Vice. Oh, shit. Inherent is Vice was... I was on the... Was um, Book of Henry... Um, oh, well, that was a, that was a director showdown episode. Okay, yeah, so Sean, was, Sean I think Henry? his last yeah. episode was our... Uh, we went to the movies spectacular ah, well, in 2001, 2001 right yeah. and uh close encounters, close encounters. book of henry mm-hmm. all equally mm-hmm. great movies i think i think we all put them on the same pedestal right yeah book of henry in case our listeners have not heard of book yeah. of henry don't look any further into it and just pop it in yeah go to hbo <laughs> go i think it's still on hbo just watch it and you'll understand why it's as good as 2001 or close encounters of the third kind i think you'll understand and then go listen to that episode because we get into it it's mm-hmm. fun um yeah sean thanks for being on man uh we, t- we we're talking ben buttons yeah how, how how do you feel about uh david fincher have you seen any of, any of his other films sean i, I want to say i've seen most of his films mm-hmm. benjamin buttons the one or one of them that I hadn't seen before. Cool. And so cool. it's interesting to yeah. finally watch it. Mm-hmm. For sure. What, uh, what, uh, out of the ones you've seen, like, what are your, I mean, we, we've talked about this on the season a lot, but like, he's, he's a, he's a director who has made some like zeitgeisty movies he likes for our generation. Killing. He likes serial killing. That's what he likes. Well, that that's true too. Yeah, that is true for sure. Um, but like, I mean, like Seven, Fight Club. It's like these are movies that our generation like holds up uh, as like pinnacles of fucking cinema. Milestones, like definitely. Yeah. yeah, Social Network. And like, even like, despite the memes that have come from those movies, they're still like held in high regard. Like the meme doesn't take away from the movies at all. For yeah, sure. That's yeah. A good point. Definitely. Mm. Yeah. Do you, Do you have like a favorite out of his? Uh, probably Zodiac. Oh, fuck yeah. I'm so happy you said that. Zodiac yeah. rules. That Zod- really Zodiac's good. one, I feel like, isn't quite a zeitgeisty one. Like, it's not. I think, ju- like, somewhat recently, it's come around to be like people are are like, yeah, Zodiac's a, a fucking incredible movie, yeah. right? Because it's like people kind of slept on it at the time. I think, but it never um, defined like the culture at all. That's true. Yeah. yeah, and maybe it's because it was like a period piece and it was like a true story type thing, mm. um, and it was long and and boring. Very, yeah. And I think for some reason, like, it was somehow overshadowed by Benjamin Button, like, completely undeservedly. But just because oh, it had come out the year before and Benjamin Button kind of became this huge. Well, yeah, let, let's, get into, really let's get into why yeah. Benjamin Button was that sort of weird zeitgeist film it is strange because i know exactly what you mean sean i wanted us to talk about that because it's strange that this movie had gotten so much recognition uh for the time and i'm thinking i mean i'm gonna start spitballing what my theories are is maybe because of the cgi um the technology involved at the time and the whole grand scale sort of Hollywood circle jerk type um, storyline that Benjamin Button portrays. You know what yeah. I mean? Yes, exactly. I, I feel mm. like this, yeah, this is a perfect segue into some stuff I was reading about the movie. So the movie um, 
has actually had like a really long history of like development with multiple people. Yeah, like it's been in development hell for like what yeah, twenty years the, or since something since like the nineties, man. So yeah. the the one of the biggest names uh, that was attached to it for a long time was Spielberg, um, and it was a different draft. But I can, you know, watching the movie, I can definitely see Spielberg doing this, right? And it being like just like right there in his filmography, just fitting like fitting right in. Um, you know uh, what I want to input there, just yeah. just because you brought him up. Remember how um, Brett and I were talking a little bit about, um, you know, David Fincher prior to this recording, mm-hmm. and I had brought up that I thought that uh, David Fincher seems to be like a dark Spielberg. In a sense of, uh, he doesn't really have a flavor per se to his films, but he captures the spirit of whatever screenplay he's working on to its fullest extent. Mm-hmm. You know, the the only thing because because uh, I think Brendan and I were trying to parse how we wanted to do like you know describing david fincher as a director and yeah. it's it's hard to nail down with him because like tarantino's easy you know nolan's easy yeah. because they're like writer directors mm-hmm. you know yeah. while david fincher it's like he he's like a cinematic director like he yeah. takes you give him a script he'll take it and he'll he'll do it justice right so um that's what spielberg does yeah. You know, he, he, I I don't want to sound that sound like it's bad that he doesn't have a unique flavor because yeah, it just means that he can accomplish you know what the intent of a screenplay is you yeah know, without his own bias sort for, of thing for yeah. sure yeah this is something I think that we've we've uh, touched on in like prior mm-hmm. episodes prior seasons it's like he has a way that he shoots that you can kind of tell it's a that's Fincher his, movie. That's his Fincher moves, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's like he's a guy He's a guy mm. who, to the best of my knowledge, I don't think he's ever written on mm. any of the movies he's directed. So and it, yeah. it's like, like we talked about too, he's a guy who comes from an established like music video career. So he's a guy who comes on to set or he doesn't just come on to set. Like he's obviously a guy who is like meticulous in like pre-production and like I, I, I saw a picture in doing research for this. It was like a New York Times article where he's sitting at a table with Brad Pitt and Kate Blanchett, and uh, he's doing um, like read-throughs of the script. And it's like it's obviously it's it's obvious that he has like a lot of fine tuning going on and trying to make sure that everything is really solid when he c- comes to direct it. Yeah. But like, yeah, as far as the script goes, he lets you know more talented people do that, and then he. He he seems like a guy who like really has a good eye for good scripts mm-hmm. because all like I don't know it's like I I don't want to get too ahead of myself well, but like well, this is oh go ahead yeah I mean I don't want to yeah I'll save that for the ben, end. Benjamin Button you know is I don't I, I I don't I don't think the script is like like you know some sort of masterwork of of um, yeah. Of uh, screenplay, but I will admit that I did tear up and cried a little bit during one of the parts, which I never thought mm-hmm. in a David Fincher film I would ever tear up in. Yeah, for sure. It was um, it was a part where uh, his his father had like uh, you know, admitted that you know he shouldn't have abandoned him, and you know that scene when the 
he's at the harbor and his father's about to die and he oh, says that line where it's, it's like so good you can be mad as a mad dog but in the end you have to let it go like that made me tear For up sure. because he didn't like you know because like he didn't want revenge or anything you just like let you know just lets him like yeah. die without like saying fuck you or anything like that well, just made me tear up yeah but, and you know, i i forget yeah like okay so when i when i watched it over mm-hmm. I, I had to like split it up because it's so mm-hmm. fucking long i had to split it up over three days like after like getting off work yeah. and I'd go home and watch like a third of it um i i forgot i'd only seen it once before too and that was in theaters like literally like 11 years ago i guess now so i had like memories here and there of it mm-hmm. um and in my head i was like yeah i think i think that was pretty good um, but like watching it, um, for this, it was interesting because it, it is really, I think really cool that they portray the relationship with the dad, mm-hmm. like not really with anger, yeah. but more like at that point, he's a little older and he's a little more wise and he, he's seen some shit. He, he for he, sure. he's already been through world war two. That's right. That was after die. the world yeah. war two stuff. Um, yeah. And so there, there's some understanding there that mm-hmm. like, and his dad's like, you know, I, I don't have long and mm-hmm. I just wanted to like have some kind of a relationship with you. And mm-hmm. it's like, I kind of like that, that it's not like, cause in a lot of it's movies, vindictive, yeah. yeah. in a lot of movies that'd be like a big conflict in it. And it'd right. be like, I don't want to like have a relationship like a with huge, you. I, a huge, like plot point that would be a huge yeah, and huge it's conflict. kind of shrugged yeah. off it's like ben, yeah. benjamin button and it may be because and we can get into this a little bit more also like he's kind of a vessel it's like benjamin button kind of isn't a character yeah uh, <laughs> for forrest gump would you say uh yeah yes. the yeah same writer um, yeah for sure and yeah watching it i was like this looks like seems a little kind familiar. of a zemeckis <laughs> forrest gump ripoff and then i looked it up and i was like Oh, it is a Forrest yeah. Gump ripoff. Yeah. The same guy wrote it. Guy, guy has but a is style. But is it ripoff if he was the one who made it? I mean, you're right. But <laughs> it's, it's like not, not a ripoff, but it's like just the, the guy has yeah. some staples at this point that he kind of touches like on. He yeah. sticks to what it what, somehow what didn't it have the worked. heart of Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. And, and like, I like your point yeah. like mm-hmm. that it's kind of not this huge plot point with his dad. But at the same time, I think throughout the film, because of it's, it's a full 85 years compressed into three hours, mm. a mm. lot of stuff is kind of shrugged off. Like, Interesting. Yeah, there's not a ton that. of depth to everything. You know, you know what's funny yeah. <laughs> that was like totally shrugged off huh. was like um, uh, his sister, like the daughter of um, yeah of Queenie of, of Queenie? his, his uh, yes, and I was like. What? And yeah. we're, we're I don't know if I just this. spaced out or something. Yeah. What happened to Mahershala Ali? He just kind of disappeared. Died. He died. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Even even when I was watching over the yeah uh, mm. for this, like he just kind of disappears. And I I mm. thought I think uh, God, what's the actress's name? Tart Henson. Taraji P Henson. Yeah, yeah Taraji Henson. Henson. Like I I, so I was like yeah, she's she's great in this. Yeah. Um, this is like her only Oscar nominated role, which is kind of crazy. Well, she's great in a lot of stuff she pops up in, but but I mean, like you know, you, yeah. could, you could you could do all bad, you know, by yourself. Well, she Ms. was Henson. in Hidden Figures, and I didn't. Oh, yeah, I, th- I would have thought right. she got nominated for that, but I guess she didn't. I thought but, she. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What about the? It's hard out here for a pimp. What was that movie? Oh, Hustle and Flow. She was in that, right? <laughs> I don't. Uh, I haven't seen that. No, oh, it won man. Best Song for Three Three so, Mafia Three. Yeah, so I think she got an award for that because she sings on it. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, she's such a great actress. She's so charming in this. She's good, yeah. Like, I was like, oh, like, I want her to be my mom. <laughs> yeah, she's so, well, yeah. it's like, yeah, it's definitely doing that mm. Forrest Gump thing where. It is, um, yeah. But mm. that, that's interesting. I didn't think about it. In in this in the sense that like yeah this movie's covering eighty years of somebody's life it's covering an entire life mm. and so that's why the characterization is never really there for anybody and I feel like if anybody it's mostly there for Kate Blanchett's character well uh, Daisy, yeah that, you know? that that's what I mean and I think that's, that's the, the whole point. point yeah was that he was always connected to her and wanted to like. It, it's almost like his. It was based out of his diary, and his diary seemed to be in a communication f- for her anyway. So, yeah. I mean, I would assume that. Well, you know, so, the some, things that uh, were yeah. left out were just not meant for her anyway, right? Well, yeah, yeah and it's interesting because I was reading some that New York Times articles, an interview with uh, Eric Roth, the writer, mm-hmm. and it was saying that in the draft he got from somebody else previously. Um, there was no framing device. There was no frame story at all. Mm-hmm. And he added that in because his mom got sick and died during the writing. Oh and he God. was like, he, he basically was like, what would I like to see I kinda, I kinda, while my mom was on her yeah. deathbed? I kind of yeah. like that framing that they did, though. I kind that grew yeah, on me a lot. I remember cool. being annoyed yeah. the first time I saw it, being like, "I don't think that's necessary," but yeah. I I think it's kind of powerful the way that it is used to have that sort of um, back and forth thing between, like you know. Daisy, that's her name, right? Yeah, and her yeah. daughter, and her daughter. Right? I don't think it yeah. would work if that like wasn't. If that if if she wasn't related to Benjamin, yes. But I'm glad that it ties in, and it's like this is my dad, right? And it's for like sure. she's mad for a little bit and tries to smoke, but goes back in. This and is like, a great scene. I just yeah. want to see what happens. <laughs> like I just want to see yeah, what the yeah, fuck happened yeah. here. And I, I agree. Like at the beginning, I thought it was kind of corny and forced, but then mm. by the end, when it got yeah. to the exposition mm. of the family, like it made it come together mm. a little bit. And like she she finally like Daisy finally came into terms with like admitting like you need to know like that this is your father as opposed to yeah. like and that's kind of know. yeah that's kind of like yeah. why she had her daughter read it and mm-hmm. it's like that's what i was saying about the writer of the movie eric mm-hmm. roth is like he he wished something like that existed when his mom was sick. Yeah, yeah and then near the end of writing it his dad died oh and so God. like that's why that's honestly why i think like a sense of like mortal dread hangs mm. over this entire movie. Wow. Cause like when I was watching the movie, I was like, this movie is so like, I don't know. It's so concerned with mortality because like constantly well, yeah. you see let, in, in let, Ben, let's, ben Pitt, Brad let's, Pitt's character. let's get yeah. into that then. Yeah. Um, in a certain like philosophical sense, like the ideas of like determinism and, uh, and, um, free will. Right. Because that was a, that was a huge. Those were huge themes in um, mm-hmm. this movie. Like, let's take for example the, you know, the the sequence where Daisy gets hit by the the taxi, mm-hmm. right? I kind of love that scene where it's like it, it, it it's kind of stupid, but also like really cool at the same time. Because it's like, how would you know, like all that, like yeah. But like, I kind of, I yeah. grew, I grooved with it. It was fine. It was just yeah. like, kind of a cool, like it, it won me over by the end because I was like, yeah. wait, well, he's narrating mm. it. Is he <laughs> yeah. like a god? Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. I was like, and then, I was like, the end, I'll I was let like, it go. I get it. Yeah. I guess yeah. like he's just and and then what I was thinking in my head, like 
he was talking. He could he yeah. could have made all that shit up. Yeah, he 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 probably did because something similar yeah. did happen. Mm-hmm. You know, like like it is all happenstance that leads mm-hmm. to that event. You know, because it was sort of like a, a a microcosm of the the whole macrocosm of the film, right? Like the idea of like him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was born old and he's going to die young and it's pretty much the same thing with everybody. Everyone's determined, you know, like that's the determinism, right? Like no matter what you do, you're going to be born and then you're going to die. Yeah. And like, it's sort of an interesting kind of idea what this movie is kind of tackling because, um, you know, it, it deals with that sort of acceptance of your fate. But at the same time, Queenie's character kind of, she says, like, what's that line she says? She says, like, you never know what's going what's gonna to happen to you or something. She has, like, some, I some think fun, says, charming quip, right? Life yeah. is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Well, no, I, I think I know because I you wrote it down. Yeah. She's one of them, at least, was yeah. uh, I was just thinking about how nothing lasts. Mm. And it's like that That was one of them. Well, she said something like you, you don't know what's going to happen to you or something. Like yeah, life yeah. is full of surprises or something. Yeah. And it's like that sort of idea of that even though you know what – is at the end is death, right? Like, I mean, yeah. they had Hurricane Katrina coming. Like, you knew they were all going to get fucked, but it wasn't, it wasn't, you didn't, you still didn't know the in-between, the the lead up to it. You yeah, know what I mean? Sure. Which is like, I kind of love when cinema or stories do that. Like, True Detective is a great example. Like, you know that everything is, like, fine with True Detective because it goes back and forth between the future and the past, Right. But yet, you're still drawn in because of, uh, you're like, well, I want to know like how what, you got there. Yeah, yeah, like how do we connect the dots? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I mean, yeah. yeah, I wanted to hear what you guys thought about like the whole idea of the free will and the determinism with it, if there was any any more to pluck at that um, I mean, kind of line of thought. Uh, well, okay, so what I love about or if what it I wasn't realized, fulfilled, huh? I or if that wasn't fulfilled at all, you know, I, I well, uh, what I loved about the movie, and I didn't realize until about like two thirds of the way through, is that it allows us to look at death in a different way, right? Because it recontextualizes, like, oh, he's growing old to young, and so when he has these conversations with Daisy, and when he talks about like, I'm not going to be there. Like you're, I don't want you to have to raise me and her. And it's like, these are all conversations that people don't have about when they're going to die and like what to sit, like what to arrange for your inevitable death. You know what I mean? It's like the movie. That's what I thought was so cool about it. Yeah, for sure. Because like you'd still have a conversation with your significant other. Like, what if I get like Alzheimer's and like, yeah, you know, we had to set up a plan because you're going to have to take care of me because I'm not going to know, like, or yeah. if you want to pull the plug or whatever. Yeah. And that's what I thought was the interesting parallel. It doesn't matter if you get older or younger. It's just kind of like, yeah. it's all the same. Well, but because know? his circumstance is different, mm. it allows us it. to like step yeah. into these different shoes of like, mm. oh, fuck, like every, everybody excuse, is Benjamin though. Button. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, like, mm. sure. He gets to live a lot like near the end of his life unlike most 60 year olds like he gets to travel and fucking <laughs> and look go to fucking handsome India. And shit, yeah. yeah and look beautiful and writer <laughs> okay hold on tangent tangent time uh there are a couple of shots of brad pitt riding his motorcycle uh, that i think is like the most handsome any uh, human being has ever looked 
Dude, I, I wanted to get a motorcycle 100% like after watching this movie. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Adam, well, Adam and I have talked about him getting a motorcycle and how it may be a good or bad idea. And I understand now. It's like, fuck, man. Motorcycles are so fucking cool. Like, True. I understand it. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, just incredible. Well, I guess since we're there, so we good. might as well talk about like the whole um, duality or the, the parallels between growing young and growing old. I mean, because, like, how did you guys feel when, I mean, since we talked about, like, when Benjamin Button decided to say, you know, uh, I'm going to dip and go to India when he's, like, what, like, 50, 60 years old, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, to me, it wasn't, because when I first watched this movie when I was younger, I was like, that's fucked up. You shouldn't do that, Ben. But then again, when I watch this again... Like, I still had the memory of how Daisy was like, you know what? I'm 23. You know what? Fuck you, Ben. I'm going to do whatever the, oh, whatever the fuck I, I want. I didn't even think about See, that. It, it In, shows that yeah. parallel between, mm, like, yeah, I that, whole, that. that, that is whole thing. Cool. And that's why they're, they're kind of facing each other in the opposite way each time. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. Which is pretty interesting. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I really like how it mirrors. It's, it's, it's just like there's a fucking mirror between yeah. these two characters the entire movie. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really cool how she becomes more responsible mm-hmm. and he's kind of, he has to deal with like he's, the physical side, yeah. you know? He becomes more like, he becomes, I mean, more free spirited as he goes mm-hmm. older, actually. You know, he's, he, at, when he was young, he was very dependent on things you know yeah he was very dependent on you know queenie and whatnot and um like that's what was interesting because daisy became like this rebellious young woman who like wanted to do whatever she wanted Mm -hmm. and ben wanted to be like you know kind of a responsible like yeah. man who would take care of her, right? So it was just interesting to see that sort of parallel between I, them. Yeah, I know? definitely had a new context this time, mm. having a, uh, Atticus turned one yesterday. Mm. And so there was like this, I don't know, even, even when he leaves, I was like, you're doing it like that? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you should do it like that. It that's pretty really, messed up, yeah. Yeah, that's like really just like, let's tear this fucking Band-Aid off. Yeah. And like, I know you're awake and I'm still going to leave. But it's like... I still understand the sentiment of like, it's going to get really hard from here on out because I'm going to yeah. turn into a teenager and some, something they never really address is there are clearly people that know he's aging backwards. Mm. And I kind of think that's a, that's an ingenious move that Fincher somehow pulled off because like that would be a big issue. I feel like for any other director, but like you never, think about too much at least the fact that like a lot of people have to know that he's aging backwards right but it's like the movie never really it's because gets he, too he travels so much that it's like it's hard for him to like really establish any sort of and i guess so and yeah. most of the people that know him die honestly yeah that's what was pretty the ingenious old people, that's about true it. Yeah. at least for the first half the yeah. old people mm-hmm. his boat crew Oh man. Can, okay. Okay. We gotta talk about Jared fucking Harris, y'all. Jared Harris. Is that is that who I think it is? Rules. He's the boat captain. Hell yeah. He's dude. like one of the best. Honestly, I think he's like one of the best he's current so living actors. Good. He's fucking great. He's, so, he's on Mad Men. He was on uh That's the where Terror. He was. Yeah, yeah, uh AMC show The Terror. He was the lead of that. Um it's kind of like the thing meets 
Master and Commander. It's an amazing show. That's great. Well, you got to give me your best uh, impression. Well, uh, I'm the captain of this here ship, and I uh, love tattoos, and you can... I have a lot of father issues. Okay. I don't know. I probably just blood. You've never been with a woman before? (laughs) You've never been with a woman? Yeah. That's the saddest thing I've ever heard. He's great, dude. Yeah. And it, like his his whole like I guess arc, you could say he it's, has a short little arc. It's fun. It's a fun it's arc. it's good. Yeah, because like you think, what I love about his arc is like you you have this narrative in your head of like he's sitting here talking about how his dad was a tugboat captain and all this shit, and it's like you're gonna I, grow I told up him, to be a tugboat captain. Yeah, you're gonna grow up to be a tugboat captain, and you're like sitting here like, oh, this is kind of sad. In retrospect, seeing how he became a tugboat captain. And then he has this, like, glorious shot where he rips his shirt off. And he's like, I'm an artist. And it's like, oh, this guy fucking rules. He's, like, a great tattoo artist. And, um, yeah, that's, like, what I feel like this writer does so well. Mm -hmm. Um, He just makes fun characters that you like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it's it's very... it's like an anthology almost. Yeah, like an I was going to say the same word, dude. That's so weird. Yeah, it's like an yeah. an- anthological. Because that's none of it, there's nothing like, like on a macro scale, it's just kind of like, you know, it's whatever, like this film, mm-hmm. you know? It just seems like there's no, there's no cohesive like theme except for, I don't know, death, right? Yeah, but mortality. even so, it's just kind of like, you're just going through all these like kind of stories about this guy's life. And it's not really like, mm-hmm. I don't know how to describe it per se. It's not, it's not tight, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It's a little, it's a little loose. Well, it's because I think it's what Sean said. It's like, mm. it's, it's so stretched mm. out. It's like, because I feel like a lot of people, if they were like, yeah, we're going to make a movie that covers uh, somebody's entire life. It's like, there's no way to me that it could be really much tighter than it is in this movie. Cause it's like, you're always going to have to latch onto That's things fair. and jump around. You know what I mean? So I think uh, uh, like when like a third of the way through when it latches onto Daisy and it becomes like this, uh, romance, or I guess maybe halfway, um, it becomes like a, like a romance film, you mm-hmm. know, because like, that's how it has to kind of start telling the rest of his, his life story. Because obviously, like, the narrator is, like, well, kind of narrator is uh, Daisy herself on her deathbed. So yeah, you kind of had to have that sort of perspective with it anyway. Yeah, for sure. Oh, um, no. Little Fauna's got the crazies. Oh, shit. Yeah, she's, she's hopping <laughs> around. About, if you, if you've heard around. a cat hopping around and making meows this whole it's time. Little, little bells. You probably hear little bells. Little bells jingling in the back. <laughs> Um, yeah, Sean, what did, what did you like really think of the, think of the movie seeing it for the first time? I, I should have asked that 20 minutes ago, but honestly, what, what yeah, I, I definitely felt it was an outlier within Fincher's filmography. Yeah. Like I, I had to look up the writer. I even, I looked up whether or not he wrote on his other films just cause it seemed so different and finding out that he doesn't write on his films was interesting to me, but Fincher, you mean? Yeah. 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 And it is, man. Yeah, yeah. Because like a lot of the directors y'all look into are real auteurs, like writer yeah, directors yeah, yeah. have like most, a complete vision between yeah. the, the story and everything, not just the visuals. I think honestly, I think most directors write on at least one or two of their movies. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I'm trying to think of examples in my head where like 
they never maybe Ridley Scott. I don't think Ridley Scott has written on one. I thought maybe. he wrote on Alien. No, that was uh, I think Dan O'Bannon. Like it was something else. Co at least a, he uh, might yeah he might have like co-written on some early ones, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, who usually top a director Gun? even Spielberg who, who wrote like top is Gun, do you know Top Gun? I don't know. Tony Scott directed that his brother, right? So I I'm not sure. I yeah I don't know. We're I'm lacking knowledge now, but mm. um. Yeah, Eric Roth, who did uh, he? I mean, he recently got nominated for Star is Born. Star is like Born, he, yeah. He wrote co-wrote Star is Born. Um, he do he he's the sole writer on Dune, so I'm interested to see how the he new adapts. Dune, the the Dune that they're working on now, the one that's coming out. Yeah, that's Denny, crazy. I know. Yeah, um, He he also wrote Munich, so it's like I don't I don't want to just say that this. Oh, guy yeah, is he's like, like a talented writer. He's a for good sure. writer. Yeah, yeah, it's like, but he he clearly likes stories about like. Let's let's just follow this guy through time. Yeah, like an epic sort of thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and it's like I want I wanted to bring up this quote right now because I feel like it ties into this movie like excellently. I was like near the end of the movie, I was like, oh man, this movie. The theme of this movie is really tapping into this quote that I've heard, and I don't know. I forgot who said it. I know it's a director, uh, but it's a Tarkovsky quote. And Tarkovsky. Tarkovsky yeah, uh, oh. Tarkovsky said, unlike all other art forms, film is able to seize and render the passage of time to stop it, almost to possess it in infinity. I'd say that film is the sculpting of time. That is beautiful. I yeah. Love that. It's a beautifully written quote, but it's like Tarkovsky's my boy. Yeah. Um, and it's like movies like Benjamin Button, I feel like showcase how time affects characters more than any other. That's type. why it is kind of a pure cinema type film. Benjamin Button. Yeah, sense, you know, it's like kind of that classic Hollywood melodramatic pure cinema sort mm-hmm. of thing. It doesn't make it like some sort of masterpiece. It's, it's just sort of in that vein of uh, of cinema, you know, just like classic Hollywood epic. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. Which which I think does tie into its uh, Academy Award nominations. Right. Right. Yeah. right 13, right. baby. That's why, like, you know I mean, you know, things like, you know, Forrest Gump or, or uh, yeah. you know, what else? What what else are these grand epics? Um, uh, I mean, like Lawrence of Arabia, maybe. Of Arabia. Well, that's um, actually a good film. So. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I find, uh, I don't know. Do you, you, you love Forrest Gump, right, Sean? I'm with Forrest Gump. I haven't watched it in years, but See, I'm in from what I remember, yeah. I was I enjoyed it. Well, there, let's talk about Forrest Gump because <laughs> it, it's it's I feel like the feel best like parallel, yeah. other yeah. than and I'm going to just name drop this and we'll approach it later. Mm-hmm. Shape of Water, which I think is another movie that is very similar to this. Um, Forrest Gump, though, mm-hmm. it has this very uh, like we're going to follow this guy through his entire life. And um, and have all of these like events. Well, okay. What I feel like this movie doesn't do that Forrest Gump does is have all of these like baby boomer milestone moments. Yeah, there's you know? iconic mm-hmm. events in Forrest Gump that yeah doesn't seem to happen in Benjamin Button. Well, I mean that's the whole design behind Forrest Gump is the. Hey, you're Bay Boomer. You remember? You remember this, right? Yeah, but I'm talking <laughs> even even things like at the beginning of the movie where he's running yeah. with his braces and they come out the run for us, run like that's such like a grandiose scene in mm. all of cinema. I don't think there's anything that touches 
that in Benjamin that's Button. Interesting. Yeah, dude, that scene is really powerful, and maybe that's a testament to. I don't know. You're. I think you're right. I, I think there is definitely a nostalgia element. Like I mm. also haven't seen it in probably. Jesus, man. Yeah, it's fifteen been, it's been years. years. It's like yeah. it's been so long. So I have like. I still have it on like this pedestal, even though like recently a lot of people I've seen have been like, I mean, that's a bad, that's like a baby boomer jerk off movie. And it's like, I'm interested to like watch it again to like see if I think that, or if I can still tap into like those nostalgic kind of elements of it. But I, I think even Forrest Gump, I think the character of Forrest Gump is a much more rounded character than Benjamin Button. I'll say that for sure. Even though he's mentally yeah. ill. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean... Yeah. Which maybe Ben, ben Buttons is, too. Well, Forrest Gump is still a, a vessel. Kind of a Mad Maxian type character. It's same with Benjamin Button. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, like, Forrest Gump is more fleshed out. And I guess we should talk about uh, Brad Pitt's performance. And, Ooh, man. And, um, because the first thing I thought about yeah. is putting Tom Hanks up against Brad Pitt. Man, um, that's, that is just... Um, boy, a tall order if ever there was mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What do, you, what do you think, Sean? Let's jump to Sean yeah, first. What do you think about Brad Pitt in this? I mean, I thought he was fine. There it is. And that's it. <laughs> there it is. My sentiments... Sediments, sediments. Therein lies the rub. (laughs) Oscar nominated for this. He got Oscar nominated. Curious, you could say. (laughs) A curious case. Brad, did did he like do the CGI himself to get that nomination? From from what I read, oh yeah, like did he actually get on the computer? (laughs) So okay, what we're burning through a lot of minutes real quick here, but. I, I I have a Burn whole after Brad reading. Pitt acting section. I put four chin rubbing emojis next to it <laughs> because halfway through I was like, I don't know where I stand yeah, here. Yeah. Ultimately, I think he is fine, but for the first whole entire half of this movie, I think he's bad. That's true. When and he, I kind of think yeah, when, when he's when, old. Yeah, when he's when he's yeah. physically old. Yeah, yeah. I think his physical body, like his his like. Physical performance of like I need to act the age. If that even well, is him, I th- no, no. So okay. his face is superimposed across uh, five different physical actors. Oh, I'm really glad uh, that you came in here with some knowledge, Sean. So yeah, I think he's bad for the kind first of like half. a Captain America thing, except more actors. Well, the thing, is, okay. So and I, I want to say this up up front that like this movie paved the way for a lot of that shit. Like Captain America, I think. Mm. Um, An army hammer in social network. Social network. Ooh. And one of the reasons why it took so long to make, honestly, was because the main character of the story previously would have had to been played by five separate people. And when the technology caught up, it allowed them to have one actor Mm. do the whole thing. It's kind of messed up that Brad Pitt got nominated and not like all five of those people got nominated. Well, I mean, that's, yeah, that's like, the issue. Like, how do you define, ones. like, best actor? Do you have to, like, have just the face? Like, Well, that's, okay. That's, that's <laughs> like, what's weird. That's what I wrote down is that. I don't understand. Uh, I, I, the first note I wrote on Brad Pitt acting, uh, emoji, 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 as I put CGI limiting the performance. Because for right. the first half, yeah. I was like, Brad Pitt or I don't know who it is. I don't know if it's, like, the CGI uh, artists, whoever it is, 
I'm getting nothing from this guy. Like he is not a character at all. And you, that character starts to develop once it is actually Brad Pitt's face. To be fair though, he is a child. I mean, yeah. What can you do? I mean, can I can't think of any good child characters right off the top of my head. I'm sure there is, but can you like lay some well, out real quick? I mean, we were talking about I mean, Forrest Gump. I feel like young Forrest Gump mm. is 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 good. The the one who like breaks out of his chains. And, okay, yeah. there's a lot of good child performances. Well, I, I, I mean, like. I just like, can't think of one. But like, but the issue I think yeah. is that for an hour plus of the movie, we're watching. We're like literally watching CG artists interpret Brad Pitt's face. Mm, actually. Was yeah. it mocap? There there was this thing, I, I saw a video like behind the scenes where they put his head in a box and like painted his face and had him do just thousands and thousands of facial expressions that they tracked. Oh, and then fake scenario. Yeah, basically. Shit. And so they would do that with his normal young face, but then like add on the CG to do the wrinkles and the different ways that his old face would look. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's more of a testament to um, the whole, like, Uncanny Valley, the fact that this movie's 10-plus years. It's like, this is... And even watching it, I was like... The curious Uncanny Valley of... Yeah, the the curious Uncanny Valley of uh, CG actors. But um, I was like... Man, I appreciate how groundbreaking this was at the time because I remember seeing it mm. and being like, wow, this is crazy. But now that's not really there. And now I'm only looking for like a natural mm. performance from mm. Brad Pitt and the character. And it's mm. like it's anytime they show his face, it's like this weird CG like video game character face yeah, for the first funny, half, dude. you know? Yeah. And it's, it's so interesting because this movie is uh, such an interesting like case study in like how difficult it is to make somebody old versus how easy it is to make somebody young. And mm. it's like split down the middle when he's like middle age and he's just Brad Pitt. You know I don't what I mean? see why they couldn't just fucking put makeup on a kid and just make him old and do that. Yeah, I, th- I, don't I think know, man. Like, I think get Fincher... a get a get a small person and I don't know. <laughs> they, well, they, what they I was did reading, get small people. Yeah, but like just use makeup and then like make them. Okay, oh, so this but came... it had to be Brad. <laughs> it had to be Brad. Yeah, okay, to keep that in mind because, <laughs> like Sean was saying, this came a year after Zodiac. He did a ton of CGI in that movie, it's and he's totally like, digital. let's push it to the limit, baby. Okay. Yes, so. Uh, Kath- Kathleen Kennedy and Frank Marshall got the production rights. Whoa, Kathleen Kennedy, yeah. the, 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 star- the woman the, who the killed woman Star Wars. Wars. Uh, she, <laughs> she got the production rights in the late nineties. Uh, she was trying to find yeah. a director until David Fincher came along. Mm. They were talking to David Fincher. They were like, "I don't know if we can do this. Can we do this with one actor?" David Fincher told Kathleen Kennedy and Frank Marshall. Yeah, uh, I mean, CGI can do anything. And, like, that's, like, his pitch to them <laughs> is, like, yeah, I mean, I just got done with uh, Zodiac. They can do anything. And that's, like, kind of the... the so he was, like... On. So he was just, like, this is a challenge, and yeah. I'm just going to do this. That, that's exactly, I think, how yeah. he viewed it is, like... 
it was, I, I it was think more it's of there. like. Uh, I think it's there. I think we can do it. You know, was, yeah. I, I could be mistaken, but I believe I read that Benjamin Button and Zodiac actually came into production at the same. Like they were developing them at the same time. Mm. Mm. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I mean. Yeah, I, I think there was a like, long pre-production. Like pre-production for Benjamin Button. Yeah for, yeah, for Benjamin Button. I think there were a lot of rehearsals. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. We were, we were talking about Brad Rehearsals Pitt, right? Ollie. That was a bad joke. Sorry. <laughs> rehearsals Ollie? Yeah. Mahershala Ollie. Oh, okay. All right. That's fine. He no, was a pleasant funny. surprise. You when know, I, I love, saw him, I, I was like, Mahershala. I want uh, – because I texted Brent like when I – was putting on, I was like, hey, it's Marjali. What a nice surprise before you, before it became like famous. Is well, like, yeah. And you told me that like, when yeah. you were watching it and I was mm-hmm. like, what? Marshall is on this. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's in there. He's, he has, he has yeah. a couple of really charming scenes. The charming guy. In this. Yeah. When he yeah. trips over the old man, baby. Yeah, oh, yeah. I viewed that as him stepping on fucking Brad. I thought he like fucking smashed that baby with his yeah, foot. Yeah. Yeah. Was, when I was watching the movie, there's certain scenes like that where I was like, oh no, it's going to happen. He's going to step on this baby. And then it happened. I was like, yes. And then. Oh, God. <laughs> well, not like yes because he stepped on the baby, but yes because it's so ridiculous. Uh, and then later when. Um, it's like that little guy comes over and takes Benjamin uh, Button pygmy? around. Yeah, and then. <laughs> Fucking and Obi? then he, he or what's his name? I don't remember. But like he, I wrote it down and I Mr. He, Obi. I he think. finds like a prostitute or something. I was like, man, he's gonna get Ben laid right now. And then it didn't happen. And then yeah. two scenes later, when he meets the tugboat captain, and now he's like ten years old, and he he <laughs> okay. him a prostitute. Let's talk I was like, about, I can't believe this oh, happened. Like, let's talk about, about this. The, the weird fucking lines that they draw. The 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 ethics of showing showcasing a. 10 how how old was he 10 13 year well, old okay what what i read on wikipedia today is that when he starts tugboating with fucking uh what, what was his name captain tattoos uh, yeah, captain tattoos jared harris the actor <laughs> is his name is that he's a teenager then so i i think they're trying to do some fudging of like He's a teenager. Don't think about it. Too I, I think like he's, he's like I think he's like thirteen because when he turns seventeen, it's actually like you see Brad's face a lot more. Like he, he's like pretty because remember he like goes to war and he's kind of refined, more refined. Santa oh, straight. interesting. I guess. so. And when he was still a little like kind of like yeah, so it was a he, little he had problematic. Just a boner in the bathtub five minutes earlier. Like yeah, I, I he, guess so. He was yeah. like thirteen max. Yeah. So he had like, oh, he got laid real young, man. He got laid real young, <laughs> yeah. and it was played off as a comedy. And that's the same <laughs> night he met his dad for the first time. Oh yeah, he and was they like, oh, were that's drinking. Right. Never had a prostitute before. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. He goes out, gets yeah. laid, gets shit faced with fucking Captain Jared Harris, and fucking gets dropped off. That's right. I guess he is like, yeah, like thirteen or fourteen. It's just funny that this movie can get away with it. Just because of the the well, the rules of I the, guarantee you there'd be some think pieces if it came out in twenty nineteen. I, I I bet there but would even, be But even even you know, even watching it now, like I wasn't like I wasn't up in arms about it. I just thought this is a yeah. little 
problematic, but what, it wasn't like, you, you know. You know what's so funny is that it's because the mechanics of it. Yeah. Huh? It's just the mechanics of it. It's like since he's old, like you kind of have that dissonance with it. You know yeah, I mean? for mm. sure. It's like, mm. oh, he looks like an old man. I guess yeah. he's an old man, even though he has the mind of a kid. Yeah. It's it's a big situation. It's like <laughs> it's like when Tom Hanks fucks what's-her-name and he's yeah. like a 14-year-old boy. And it's like... <laughs> A lot of people don't really think about the optics of that too much. The but, 80s uh, was just a kind of a problematic thing for like sexual <laughs> yeah, relations. The 80s wasn't are it? a whole, yeah, a whole section. We don't even get Wiki started Wiki. on Revenge of the Nerds, right? Like, oh, God. The movie that has multiple rapes in it. <laughs> Luck oh, Revenge of the Nerds. That movie sucks. Never seen um, that. Never will. <laughs> yeah, never yeah, watch don't. it. Um, what, what I was thinking of, oddly enough, is when it was getting near the end and like Brad Pitt was going to become a kid. But the thing is, I, I realized it was more of a – he had already had uh, dementia at that time. Mm. And then you had, like, uh, Kate Blanchett, like, taking care of him like she would, that like, kind a of kid. adorable, though. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I wanted yeah, to, I like, know. bring this up earlier when you guys were talking about, I guess, the mortality stuff. But, like, viewing this movie as, like, a dad is kind of crazy because there were, like, four or five segments where – I had like an existential like crisis watching this movie oh, yeah. because it's like when you have a kid and you're like thinking about like these like very like deep seated mortal themes of like oh, it's like it's like oh okay yeah. oh everybody goes through this everybody's mm. Benjamin Button mm. fuck I have this like baby in the other room who's sleeping right now and he's gonna go through all this yeah he's so, gonna go through yeah. all this stuff and even like the scene that you mentioned earlier of like. And he finds Marshall out that Ali almost yeah. stepping on the baby yeah. of the dad, like abandoning the baby. I was like, "Holy shit, man! This movie is like mm-hmm. up, like upping me right now in terms of the movie." The and then you realize that mm-hmm. you're not actually like Atticus's father, and you know, yeah. And then I went through that whole crisis yeah. of like, "Well, I'm not his actual dad," and yeah. it's. <laughs> and then you get like you know a sex change. Yeah, you know that whole thing. <laughs> I'm just rolling with it. The, yeah, the Brent, the, your, your life would be more interesting if you did. Well, yeah. You know? be, what a you know, wild you're, turn. You're very events. boring. As a yeah, person. Eric Roth could write his, his third <laughs> in his trilogy of uh, crazy American uh, lives about it. Um, but no, yeah, like from the get-go, this movie yeah. grabbed me with just like such an existential dread. Yeah. You know, That's of very like the yeah. dad who like grabs the baby and is like, I need to get rid of this kid right it's, away. It's funny. Like, what that, the fuck are you yeah. doing? Yeah. It's, it's weird because he did that, but mm. at the same time he was fulfilling his promise like mm. to his wife who passed. Like, I didn't realize that till later. Yeah, you're right. Cause if he true. kept the kid, he probably would have fucked him up or, yeah. But, Something. like, I was yeah. so terrified when he, like, started running with that baby. I was like, don't oh, run with that yeah, fucking dude, baby. Same. Oh, I was yeah. like, I was like, what the fuck? I'm not even doing? a father, the but kids, I was like, man, yeah, I forgot. He almost threw him into the harbor, too, yeah. right? And then oh, someone yeah, caught him dude. and was like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, the, the, That's the what I'm saying, officer. dude. This movie front loads all of this yeah. shit where I was like, oh, man. And I feel like that carried carried over into like me caring for Benjamin the rest of the movie is because of all the shit that almost happened to him. Like he almost got stepped on oh, by yeah, Ursula. He almost got of, fucking yeah. thrown into the bay. Like Well, he's a generally sympathetic character. Like yeah. how could you not feel sorry for this yeah. like and then sure. he's like five years old mm. on the porch with a, a bunch of eighty year olds. And he he looks like he's like ninety himself or you know whatever. What broke but my, he's sitting yeah. on the porch like I want to go play with these other kids. Oh yeah. You know dude. what like broke my heart the most in this uh. movie was like that scene when he's an old he's still an old man and he's playing with Elle Fanning, like you know Daisy. Yeah. And like they're just kids and they're just like wanting to play and 
the mom, the her grandma comes in. He's like, "Shame on you!" And I was like, "That broke my heart oh, so dude. much." Because there's it's a like, lot of those. Because yeah. like, it's not they're just kids, and he, she just thinks like she thinks that he's trying to like you know be slimy or yeah. something. But I was like, no, he's just a yeah. Because child, like I guess you know? she thought he was just trying an old to be guy. slimy. Yeah, but it's like it's that that goes back to what i was talking about about mm. like why this movie was in production for so long mm. and i guess we should mention that it was written it was a short story by f scott fitzgerald yeah. in the 20s and it's like i guess that's why so many different people wanted to take cracks at the movie version is because they mm. were like oh there's so much easy potential for like relatability here right. now, maybe not or even sympathy. relatability but like pulling on heartstrings yeah like on moments like that where it's mm. like he's an old man but he's a young boy mm. and it's like all of the different like context yeah context is what's the e- multi- e- what's like the fucking uh plural of context context i, I even, context I, is that it context is sure whatever it. Fucking, context <laughs> context yeah, yeah. All, all of the different context of the yeah. situations that he's in you know Mm. Um, it is yeah. it is kind of cheap, isn't it? But I still but felt something. All right, it worked. Yeah, it fucking I felt works, something. Man. Yeah, that yeah. that was definitely one of the yeah. better parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's and it's like the yeah when he's like a kid, it doesn't always work for me just because there's that hurdle I kind of have to get over for like the CG. Right, but whenever it was um, dark lighting, it was pretty good though. Because well, David Fincher seemed to want to place him in dark lighting a lot which mm-hmm. was a smart move but yeah. whenever he like got placed in spotlight that's when everything got like yeah hey, you know this is this is yeah bad. when they like really have to get showy with like mm-hmm. here is our technology mm-hmm. witness us t- 2008 let's get that and San- it's like, saint denis lighting yeah exactly oh that saint denis yeah. right have you have you played red dead right or no so, oh, okay okay like Sandini <laughs> is like a fictional town in Red Dead Redemption 2. It's a fictional New Orleans. And much. yeah, it's literally yeah. New Orleans. And like the lighting in uh, mm-hmm. in this, Benjamin Button, like matches like Sandini like to the T. Well, yeah, not, yeah, even beyond lighting, the production mm-hmm. design. Production like the whole, design, the whole yeah. city, like when – I forgot which scene it is. I think it's um, – when uh ben buttons is mm. coming home from like getting late or something um mm. or no maybe that's i don't know it's one of the scenes when it's daylight and he leaves queenie's house his mom's house mm. and you just see like with like the the trees overhanging the street mm. and you just see like new orleans in like, tw- like 1925 or whatever it's a little yeah. bit later than red dead well even like the uh the fourth of july scene you know when he was born it was it was kind of on uh, yeah, for that sure. level the what is it the yellowish glow of the night sort of thing mm-hmm. you know that was the sand and knee sort of tint that it had yeah. um but yeah, there, there, there's something you know what's funny is that like I read about like why I was in Louisiana because they could save money. That was it. Yeah, mm. man. I think they saved. <laughs> I thought it was something they, more interesting than that. Yeah, but, I think it was like post Katrina. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of tax breaks yeah. to filming there, mm-hmm. and I think also just post Katrina, like it was a way to add extra depth to the story For a little sure. bit. Sure. That that I feel like almost yeah, that was my big takeaway when I yeah, first saw it. Yeah. Is like, oh wow. Like so Katrina was, was Katrina more of just a 
plot device to kind of drive the theme of determinism. I feel like that was all it was as opposed to anything else. I, because it was just yeah. like this impending doom, which is the impending death sort of thing that is the Man, whole central idea. Yeah, I guess, you know? I guess you're right. Like, that makes sense. Because it, it does have a thematic purpose. It starts yeah. from his beginning, and you start seeing a little bit of, like, Hurricane Katrina, like, oh, you know, it's starting to form. With, the, with uh, Daisy and her daughter. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, as, you know, time goes on, they're like, well, you know, Katrina's coming closer. And, and like, they're not really concerned about Katrina. Yeah. They're like, I'm just going to hunker down. You know, like they would, it would progressively get worse. Where like people were like, "Oh fuck, this is like a real fucking like." Yeah, there, deal, there was that one I mean? nurse that was like, "I got to get out of here and get to my son," but then the other one was like, "People don't really know what to do. I'm just gonna ride it out." Mm-hmm. And then yeah, they they kept kind of touch like yeah, like uh, touching in with like different nurses. And there was one that was like, "They think it's gonna blow right over us," like like a third of the way through. Mm-hmm. And I, because I think that's how it was. Like I think people were literally like. Like, oh, they think it's going to pass us by, that it's not going to be that bad. Because I think at that point, people didn't realize that New Orleans was a fucking bowl. That it was, like, literally a bowl. A bowl of gumbo? A a bowl of shrimp gumbo. But (laughs) bring it back to Forrest Gump. There you go. Hey. Hey. Um, But but that it was a bowl that was going to fill with water and a lot of people were going to die and... (laughs) That's why I like a bowl, a bowl of Katrina gumbo. Yeah, yeah, full of dead people. Uh, but it's <laughs> terrible. I'm <Man>. sorry, but <laughs> it's, it's too soon to make that kind of joke. It's still a little oh, too God. soon. Give it, it a few years. I mean, we're 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 making fun of 911 now. Uh, we just well, got to give have been uh, doing Katrina that for a, a few more. years. What year was Katrina? 2005. Oh, five, dude. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, Bush had himself a mm. couple of. Isn't it weird that I feel like Katrina like happened recently still? It still feels like it. Yeah. Even though. It was, well, it's interesting how yeah. I agree. I think Katrina mm. feels more recent mm. compared to nine 11, nine 11 feels like it was. Oh, well, they are. It's decades literally. ago. And they were within four years of each other. Yeah. Less than. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of fascinating. It's probably part of where we were in our development too. That's true. That's like true. we were in high school when Katrina happened. We were yeah. in like late elementary, maybe early middle school. I mean, you have any sort of concept happened. of like what the implications of nine. Like when nine eleven happened to like, it was my dad's birthday. Mm-hmm. I went home, I saw CNN. They kept replaying the same thing. I was like, mom, this is boring. I want to watch cat dog. <laughs> Like, oh, that right. was my frame All of right. mind at yeah. that point. Since we are there, what did you wear in middle school, Sean? We have a segment oh, here. Oh, shit. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a new segment, this was middle what, school. What was like... If what you were, when 9-11 happened, what did you wear? <laughs> the day of 9-11, when God. you were sitting there watching Cat Dog... <laughs> What was your what was like your middle school fashion? <laughs> okay, well, I, I was in fifth grade at that point. Yeah, that's that makes sense. Yeah. My fashion was terrible. I think I wore shorts every single day. What type of shorts? The cargo <laughs> Probably cargo shorts. Hell yes. yeah, dude. Oh boy. Hell yeah. And probably just some ugly t shirt from yeah. Like Sam's or something that my dad got me. Was it something? Was it one of those like stick figures that had like the three panel thing? And it was I so have, funny. I also <laughs> I would wear these fucking stupid shirts that were like oh my God. inappropriate for kids that like were like bad. I don't know what. Like there's one that I remember that I was think like, I know exactly what you're talking. Howie's Hardware, the place to go for a good screw. Oh and I yeah, was like, those. I can't the believe the sexual puns, the yes. sexual pun shirts. Yeah, yeah. Where, where like your parents get them because they're like, I'm gonna put my kid in this and it's gonna be hilarious. Like, 
<laughs> well, it, it's more like, I don't give a shit. Here, you want this shirt? Fine. Sort of thing. That's how I would perceive it. Yes. As a parent. Like, I don't... That's I think that was my mom's point of view. My dad was like, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I'd be hard-pressed to go against that thinking now with Atticus when he goes to school. Like, if, well, if hell, there's parents, some, like... Parents fucking dress up their kids and shit like that as babies, where the kids aren't even aware of, like... Yeah, that's true, like... Like, hey, wear mom's tits or whatever. <laughs> that's, that's so on the nose. I don't think that. But fun. yeah, no, to that. And it's, it's basically yeah, and it's like, like two that. arrows yeah. pointing up to like, my, I yeah. don't know what the fuck. I <laughs> suck on tits. Like something like as fucking flagrant as that. Yeah, yeah for sure. Just very on the nose things. Because yeah. yeah. <laughs> look, he's a baby. He doesn't fucking know. Like, he doesn't know what he's wearing. Yeah. I feel like, you know, the kids are going to grow up now to just look for very genuine like experiences and sure it's just, just like trying to. Well, yeah, yeah. they're going to be very wearing like very like on brand like mm. cool designs and shit like that. They're going to our kids are going to look much cooler. Or it than just says save the environment or like you know world peace and just yeah, like, but uh, you know like vote, nice vote Beto twenty twenty four or whatever the fuck they're going to be wearing. Mm-hmm. Like who knows if they're alive by then? Honestly, yeah, if the world's still around, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is 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 climate change maybe a bit of a theme, like an, an unintentional theme of Benjamin Button? Whoa, that that is that maybe is, a little, little, yeah, a little too early. For well, that. I mean, try. What did, do you have a theory? No, not at all. I was just, <laughs> I was just saying that, like, uh, unintentionally, it kind of became this thing about um, Hurricane Katrina, mm. and it's like obviously climate change is is affecting. Um, the amount of hurricanes that hit us. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. It's like, it's, it's almost like so, so the theme of mortality. Let, let me connect okay. the dots here. Adam. Okay. Okay. The theme of mortality extends over time through our relationship with the earth and the inevitability of the doom that we face at the hands of uh, climate change. What do you think? Huh? Think that's anything? That's pretty good. <laughs> I, I I feel like uh, that connection yeah, can yeah, be made. Can, like, yeah, you can make it. Okay, so yeah. you have the yeah. like the opening with the the making of the clock, right? Yeah, uh, which I always, which I forgot about. Uh, here yeah, we go. Yeah, here so we go. like this clockmaker uh, after World War One makes a clock that runs backwards because it, it's like a symbol. He's like, hopefully, maybe we can bring he them wants, back. He wants to reverse entropy. Mm-hmm, exactly. Because. <laughs> For time, is. time is technically the scientific definition is like the increase in entro- overall entropy. In yeah, the, but in the here's world. the interesting thing: at the end, they replace the clock in the station with the digital clock, and that's when Ben dies. But then, the very end of the movie, they show a storage room where that clock is still running backwards. So he's still Bam. alive. It's just inevitable. Time never stops. Nah, but. dude. Climate change. Bam. Yes. You just connected the dot, yeah, Sean. That's there what I'm it saying. is. People it, are going to watch this movie in 20 years and be like, oh, this whole thing's about climate change, right? Because they're going to be like up to their knees fuck, in water. Which way and do like, hurricanes spin? Yeah. Is it counterclockwise or it clockwise? Yes. I was reading about that. Ooh. It is just like the clock in the fucking It depends on what hemisphere you're in. Well, if it's in another hemisphere, then it's a typhoon. Yeah. No longer. So I don't know which one is uh, clockwise or counterclockwise. Wait, clockwise is northern hemisphere. What I was reading via IMDB trivia (laughs) is that hurricanes that are counterclockwise, hurricanes are counterclockwise. So I I guess that would, because they're always right. IMDB That's trivia. That's pretty cool. Submitters. Is this movie actually pretty, pretty deep? Yeah, maybe. It's a bit vacuous still. I don't know. I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, it still has vacuous, its... Uh, yeah. That's a good word. Yeah, I like that word. Vacuous, yeah. I don't know. It's not... Yeah, I mean, there isn't the depth that a lot of Fincher's other movies have. Um, but I, I, I think that's maybe because... I don't know. Like, in looking at the context of his filmography, this comes after Zodiac, which was not a big hit. Um, Before this, he had The Game, which I don't think was a big hit. Panic Room. Panic Room, I think, was a decent hit. Panic Room, I I was reading, was really successful, which is what got him to be the guy for Zodiac. Oh, interesting. Well, yeah. Zodiac and uh, Benjamin Button, I should say. You mean the budget for Zodiac? Because Zod- he he was sought after by the screenwriter for yeah. Zodiac. Well, that would make sense. That yeah, it's yeah. like the it it allowed for, him to get the budget for yeah. the budget for Zodiac. But that, that it make makes sense. sense that he does a movie that is this like intrinsically relatable and emotional mm-hmm. after a couple of like back to back not so much hits mm-hmm. that he's like. I, I want to like play to the crowd real quick, like almost the Spielberg play, thing. Play it, of, baby. Like, yeah, of like of like let let me play the hits for a bit, even though the mm. movie costs like a hundred forty million dollars, and I think a hundred seventy before uh, Benjamin Button. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it was a hundred seventy before the New Orleans um, tax breaks. Mm. How much um, did it make? Like three hundred something. Yeah, you have it up. It shows budget one hundred and sixty-seven million. Yeah. Box office three hundred and thirty-four million. Benjamin budget. Ooh. Benjamin budget. <laughs> I like how both of us looked at each other. Like that was enough of a joke to just let that, that sit. <laughs> we'll let that 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 joke simmer on the on the audience a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But no, yeah. What I was reading too is that um, it wasn't just a, a budgetary thing. Uh, that when uh, the screenwriter Eric Roth was like, it, it was originally a Baltimore set movie. That when uh, he short changed story it, was Baltimore. That's right. Yeah, mm. when he changed it to New Orleans, he was like, "Oh, okay." There's so much character added to this because of the city that it takes place in. It is. It is kind of. I kind of love that it was in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it, it added so much to like. The sure. otherwise empty character that is Benjamin Button. Yeah, know. well, it's because, like, it it allowed them to... Maybe Taraji B. Henson was already in talks to be in it, but it allowed her to have a character like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's um, a little... That's a little uh, you know. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's... I mean, sure, it's like a, like a racist stereotype, probably. <laughs> um, maybe can't do that character these days. I mean, you can go to Baltimore and find that character you know but know. like who would that character have been in baltimore it probably maybe have wouldn't have been, been, been as interesting i don't think a lo- we don't really have context for baltimore either like hey i've uh, seen at, the wire hey, show okay i'm talking about that time <laughs> no, you're right yeah, yeah you're right. Enough, yeah like early enough, yeah. 2000s yeah it's just drugs <laughs> the wire no fair enough maybe yeah. before that i don't know edgar <laughs> Allan poe like dying of tuberculosis or something that's that, a good point you yeah, know, that's so, yeah i keep forgetting that edgar Allan poe is like from baltimore like that's such a strange like thing is that why they're called the baltimore yeah. ravens yeah oh. <laughs> that's the whole thing i that's feel like whole... so many different disparate connections in my brain just came together I just realized that and right now, I feel now like too. screaming Wait, right really? now. really? You guys insane. didn't know, like, that's why they're called... Yeah, that's why they're called the Ravens. No. Holy shit. Yeah. Because he's from Baltimore. So you're telling me the football team... <laughs> yeah, the football team. The Ravens, the Ravens are based on the gothic poem... <laughs> yes. Yeah. By Edgar Allan Poe. Hell yeah, dude. 
Hell yeah. That's All why right. football's cool I'm always cool going to root dude. for the Ravens now. Because <laughs> a football team based on a poem is fucking cool. Yeah, who would have thought like fo- a football owner was like a literary... like? Uh, I guess, yeah, it would have had to be an dude. owner. Right? If I'm a Ravens yeah. fan, every time there's a defensive stop, I'm just like, nevermore. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's our chant that we're going with going Yeah, forward. right? Like, tap into the fucking roll with it and yeah. get some like potion. I wonder how many Baltimore Ravens fans like actually know that, though. Oh. Yeah, that probably that's, none. Probably none. They're well, all, that's what's so funny is like the fucking. I feel like they're all dumb. Cross section, the fucking Venn diagram, the intersectionality. Of the it, Venn diagram yeah. is two separate yeah. circles that don't overlap. I feel like for that. So so <laughs> we we need to get we need to get the book lovers and the football players to come hang out and talk about the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> They need, they need to start integrating, start showing some peace, like instead of yeah. this tribal warfare. Let's, let's introduce so. poetry to the NFL. I could use a little bit more. Yeah, of that. and then let's introduce football to the, uh, the the liberal arts kids. Yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, maybe fewer NFL owners will uh, feel the need to go mm-hmm. into uh, massage parlors and get yeah. hand jobs. <laughs> and- <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. That's just a so. So, while uh, why are the Washington? What what's the reason for the Washington Redskins? What are the names? Oh God! Is this our football corner? Are we need a football corner now. Uh, I don't know. That's that's a good. Uh, I mean, we got we got the we got the Indians. I'm yeah. talking to talk at this point. I'm going to be I, just. I, I've taken myself. the stance to. So how do, yeah, to how do you not feel about the Washington shot? team's name? It is kind of it is uh, super racist, isn't it? Just Washington. Oh, totally. Yeah. Look at their it's well, them and and uh, and the Indians. Yeah. Um, well. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. The term Indian is wrong. Is well, their mat their logo. Yeah. The is chief like, Wahoo yikes. that they have is way way racist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then <laughs> it's super racist. Yeah. Yeah. They they do the the chants and everything too yeah. with the tomahawk chop. Yikes! I didn't know that. The the baseball team or the are you talking the football team? Baseball team, I, like football just, teams too. Just I think change Atlanta the fucking name. I've done that before. Yeah. Just change the fucking name. Who um, cares? The Seminoles, the Florida State Seminoles, oh, yeah, Seminoles. I know they have like a big thing. Well, Seminoles doesn't sound as bad. Yeah, but uh, so just a tribe. It's just bad they because bad logo they literally walked them out of Florida That's down true. the Trail of Tears to kill them all. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, God, fair enough. America sucks. Is there any team that kind of maybe the Kansas City Chiefs? Like, I don't know if that's just an Arrowhead, right? Yeah, like that one doesn't seem that bad, but I'm sure. Well, I think I think the 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 Indians is it Cleveland Indians? Yeah, yeah. The Indians are the worst because they their logo is a fucking like red faced like and he's smiling. Yeah, like a fucking maniac. Yeah, Yeah. like it's a uh, what 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 do they call the old? Yeah, yeah, that's that works. Um, But it's yeah. I don't know how we got on this. Change change your logos. Change your team names. Like like the Oilers (laughs) changed to the Titans. Yeah, and it was Look, fine. They're fine. It's fine. They're fine. There's going to be maybe Titans a little fine. bit of a gap of like mm-hmm. recognition of your brand for I also like think six Vikings months, is kind of messed up too because like Vikings didn't have horns. Now all Vikings <laughs> were blonde. But assholes. it's cool though. <laughs> like theirs is cool, and they're all white, so it's fine. 
I mean, yeah. if we're talking about, I don't know, and, if we're talking about like the deep. And it's another thing, like Vikings were conquerors, whereas the Native Americans were people who were subjugated. Yeah. And it then, always comes back down to power. It it's like comes it's, back down to power. Yeah, it's like if, if you were the one who was trampled on. I just said Vikings know. because I'm a Packers fan. I'm like, just fuck those guys. But like, fuck, just the, like, fuck, fuck. like the, the Packers are going to be problematic and like. 120 years, I bet. Wait, like, when Packers, we need when to... meat packing, like everyone's a vegan, and they is pick, that what like, it is? Yeah, it's it's the Did original you... act. There were the Acme oh, wow. Packers, and they were a meat packaging company. What a boring yeah. origin for like a team name. Yeah. And they they weren't even sending the coyote like anvils and shit. It was just meat. Yeah, mm-hmm. Acme. I mean, fell that off that and... might be problematic in like a hundred years. Yeah, Honestly, if, I kind of don't we're think all... we're going to be eating meat in a hundred years. Yeah. Like I think that's again, probably gonna be like the next no one like knows that it's meat packing. Like Packers itself is just kind of like you don't even think about meat about it. You know that, what I no, mean? No, I like, never would have thought that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and even like the like iconography of the team is cheese heads. Yeah. Like, like I have cheese, like all yeah. over the place. Unless cheese yeah. somehow well, there's like a, there's literally a big old piece of cheese, <laughs> yeah. a big old wedge over there. On your, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But uh, you know what? As a football team name. Mm. That I don't think will ever be problematic. Mm. It's the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans, where the film takes place. You know, I, I want to talk about Kate <laughs> uh, Blanchett and how gorgeous she is. Oh, she's so dude. pretty. She's like she's, she's one of my favorite actresses. She's I like this film mm. is like when I first saw this film in two thousand nine. I think I've seen Kate Blanchett before, and I thought she was always all right. But this was like the film I was like, "Wow, she is like a gorgeous person." Mm-hmm. You know, not even like in the hot sense, but like just like she's just a beautiful woman. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And it's strange because I I never seen this movie before. I'm not that familiar with Kate Blanchett, but mm. I saw her and I was like, "Is that Hella?" And Brian was like, "Nah, not hot enough." And I was like, "What?" what? <laughs> It is though, <laughs> and I was like, "It is hella," and she yeah. looks good. Hell yeah. yeah, dude! Yeah, Kate Kate Blanchett is a babe amongst being like one of the best it's living actresses. I true, think true, she's true so statement. good. Yeah. And it's like when I saw this first, and I saw her, and I think some other stuff. But when she became hella, I was like, "Oh wow, yeah, she's like one of the hottest women alive, probably." Dude. Like she's so hot in that movie. She's so <laughs> like gothed out, and it's like oh, goth man. hot. Uh, That's like dude, tapping into a thing. I didn't she know. has that weird like angelic maybe demonic quality when she's hella because she's so or like the rings dog Ooh, i mm-hmm. didn't think yeah that's why oh, she taps into that she's like she this does. like demonic like weird elven like yeah it's like ethereal hev- but you're not sure in Heavenly, which way yeah. Like, yeah 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 and she she's like great in those movies because she like toes the line really well um how do you guys feel about her accent in this <clears throat> I think it kind of wavered in some parts. Oh, do, okay. Yeah. We're, okay. I, we I didn't notice it at all, but I know Brent's going to bring up what? Brad you know, Pitt's southern we're accent. Gonna, we're going to circle it around back to Brad Pitt. I mean, Pitt we can now. also talk about Brad Pitt's she, accent. She is like eons better than well, Brad yeah, Pitt. Well, yeah, for sure. I, I for think sure. she is – I think she's legitimately great in every age, I think. I think she's great. It wasn't a Shout distract. out to Elle Fanning. Okay. No fan yeah, cameo yep. uh, at the beginning playing Neon Demon her. Girl. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, it, it is, like, I remember those parts where I, I was like, you know, a little bit of a British, like, kind of tw- tinge okay. to it. Yeah, yeah. But the the reason why, like, it kind of, I was more attuned to it is because, um, 
I just know what she sounds like regularly. Yeah, yeah. And Brad Pitt already has that kind of southern <clears throat> draw to me in my like mind of him. You know yeah. what I mean? So I, I, Brad Pitt, stop doing accents. That's all I'm gonna say. Brad Pitt's great. He's a great actor. But like, I he needs to stop doing these accents, man. I think his accent work in this movie is. 80 to 90% bad for the entire movie. I think it's not good, man. And it's like, even though I, I think the times that it works are the times when, when they're like in their in-between phase and when he's allowed to just act. That's so strange to me. Cause I feel like it's so inconsistent, man. Like, well, I don't know. It's so inconsistent. I don't know. He, he doesn't, his Southern, I, th- there's nothing that I can say in a sort of objective sense to kind of counter what you're saying. All I can say is that it didn't bother me. And same with Inglorious Bastards, that it doesn't bother me. And I thought it, I thought mm. it was, I don't know. Like, uh, what, do, what do you think, Sean? In, yeah. in this movie, yeah. okay, first I want to talk about Inglorious Bastards. I mm. thought his accent was ridiculous, but in a great way. Mm-hmm. I really okay. liked it for some reason. Bonjourno. Yeah, it was just so well, dumb. Well, that, I mean, the, him doing the Italian stuff is great, but yeah. And well, okay, I think it fits thematically better in that movie because it's, yeah. it's, it's a pulpier movie and I think it fits better, but I'm, I cut you off. In, in this one, I, it didn't bother me much with him, him just doing the accent like it was part of the character. What did bother me is when he was young slash really old and they would do like these modulations on his voice to try to make him sound oh, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Oh. it it was weird. It didn't sound right. I didn't even catch that. Maybe that's what but because I do like like I was saying, I think he's worse like physically because I think he's CG and also yeah. accent wise for the first half. And I think it, that might be wise. Like they were trying to do I mean, some modulation I liked him stuff. In like uh, when he was with um, what's her name? Yeah, um, Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton. I yeah. really like Tilda, Tilda Swinton. So great sequence. too. She's always great. Even, in everything it's it's kind is. of a glorified montage though. Mm-hmm. Like it's it it's, is. It, it's it's a long. But I sequence. like that. I like that story though, dude. I uh, really love that story. Like. Uh, I, I really love like when he gets together with Kate Blanchett too. Like it's so romantic and like uh, just like you're mm. you're just like in for it. But like the scene, like the stuff with uh, it was a nice devi- deviation for yeah. for him. It's a nice yeah. little like side plot. Yeah, yeah. Of yeah. Uh, like like this movie is like an anthology. It's like mm. one little moment. Like he has this love affair with mm. uh, the the trade secretary's wife mm. in Russia. Like. Yeah, I, I, and I just like just going down too. like the hotel every night and having mm-hmm. tea and stuff. Like it's yeah. pretty charming. That sequence you know? was was really and Tilda Swinton yeah. is like also one of the best actresses. So it's like mm. it makes sense that she sells it as like this kind of like like hardened like woman who like doesn't want a part of this, but also she like falls for for old Benji buttons, mm. old old Benji buttons because he listens. I don't know. It's like maybe maybe that's the thing is that he is more of a vessel. Mm-hmm. So I'm more inclined to be like he's not – I don't think he's great and his accent work is great because he's more of a vessel and less of a character. Like that, that's why I think Bonjour like maybe Spielberg – Bonjourno. <laughs> Detective! <laughs> maybe, maybe that's why I think – I was going to bring that up. That's what you wanted to – I was going to say for a movie called A Curious Case – 
There's not one <laughs> There's not detective. Detective. That's to too be seen. good. It's very yeah. good. Well, Benjamin still has hell to look forward to. I, I don't. They didn't say it. Hey, I mean, he dies. You know. Which he dies as a baby, and I like forgot that, and I got to the oh end, and I was like, God, "Fuck that off. broke my I don't want to see this." No, I, I Dude, knew that. I was like looked happen. away. I didn't even watch it. Dude, like, I couldn't. That watch it. baby looking up at her and then dying. <sighs> Dude. My I didn't God. want to think about that. See, it was too easy. It's so to, rough, it dude. was too easy to make me feel yeah, it's bad. It's so easy. It's, it's a lot so of this is easy. so easy. Here's man. what yeah. fucked it up for me because yeah. I have a stupid ass mind. And from the beginning of the movie, I was thinking right before he dies, his foreskin grows back. Hell yeah! <laughs> that that idea just completely took me out of any emotion, and I was just like laughing in my head about it. Oh wait, his. Is that how it would work? I have no idea. Well, no. Well, I he would have always stupid. had a foreskin, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he always yeah. had it because he was born old. Yeah, so. he was born old, so they wouldn't yeah. have circum. Yeah. There's a lot of like weird. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll give this movie this on a macro scale. It's kind of a miracle that this movie keeps you away from falling into those weird, like mental, like cavities wait, of wait, like wait, you, you like wait what would happen if yeah. but hold on he's fucked her already and he's six years old and it's, it's like you kind of stay the away pacing from is so good in this film the what that the pacing like you yeah you keep yeah. moving and you're like i'm not thinking about like these logical inconsistencies we're moving on to the next like uh, you know subplot we're just moving on up and you're into the next subplot because you're like i'm thinking about daisy i yeah, like this yeah. captain tilda swinnon's like interesting like you're not you're you're involved in the world of benjamin button as mm-hmm. opposed to thinking about like his foreskin <laughs> Well, not not for Sean. Uh, not Sean for, Sean. Shit, shit. for Sean, Brad Pitt's foreskin was always on his mind, which I can't blame him. I mean that that young Brad Pitt man, who buddy, dude, he's God he's, damn, super he's so good looking. Yeah. You know what's crazy actually about that ending is that um, uh, I forgot the fuck. I already forgot the director, but um, they actually were able to film all that shit on location because uh, David Fincher talked to the director who was working with Brad Pitt next, like after him and was like, Oh, you're already, you're like going to be over there already. Mm -hmm. Can we set up you filming Brad Pitt doing these things in like India and like Sri Lanka Ah. and all this shit. And then we can de-age him. So that's what they did. And that's why it like wasn't green screen of like Mm -hmm. him in India and all that. It was literally him in India. It was actually him like being there. That's cool. Mm, That is cool. What movie was it? I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think now. I feel like it's after that seven days into bed or whatever the fuck it is. No, well, that well, was, that's one of his earlier movies. And I thought it, it would was have a call to be 2010. Mm. Fuck. What was Brad Pitt in like 2010? I don't know. You know, look it up, Sean. Look yeah. it up, Sean. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think of other segments. There's the whole like the whole tugboat sequence. I love mostly because Jared Harris is the best. Yeah, he is. Um but yeah, where like you have him kind of there's a little bit of the Forrest Gump thing where like he's like in there's the whole thing where like and we never saw a battle once we just like tugged all the World War Two ships mm. out of uh, the out war of found us and something like and then they yeah the war found us and mm. there's a. Uh, the fucking submarine encounter which That's is so sick. tense That's a tense scene. it's really yeah. tense man mm-hmm. yeah when like 
because they turn all their lights off. And I was like, why does this one motherfucker have the fucking spotlight on still? Like, oh, turn and, it off. And then, then that ridiculous Native American character who is like, you know, America, <laughs> America is great. And uh, it's land of freedom. I don't know why people don't yeah, like that. he's the guy in the turret yeah. who lives. He lives, right? Does he live? Yeah, I think. Or I, I'm oh, confused God. about who lived from the World War II encounter. I thought it was only Brad Pitt or Benjamin Button. But no, I, it was no. like, I think one the of the twins. One of the twins. One of the twins. One of the twins survived. And I think... I think the Native American guy he lived. Have, oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. I thought it was interesting, too, that um, the tugboat captain was so patriotic for clearly like a first-generation immigrant oh, to yeah, America. Yeah, like a Scottish-Irish guy. They would have, like... Uh, well, I mean, like, he probably sympathized with the the Allied powers as yeah. an Irish person. Yeah. yeah, as, like, this country took me in, like, that kind yeah. of... Uh, yeah, that kind of ideology. That I makes mean, sense. To be fair, also, there was a lot of Nazi sympathizers in America, like, in the generalized public because of German immigrants to America. But once the war started, everyone, like, was on board with, like, there was no dissenting because, you know, Pearl Harbor united everybody. Yeah. Is that whole idea. So prior to Pearl Harbor, like... There was like Nazi sympathizing, and yeah, all that, and then and then it and then it kind of held off until 2016, and now it's back in full force, dude. America. It's ne- it never gone away. It never gone away. We're man. killing it, y'all. It's never gone away. Yeah, it never went away. That's a good point. Okay, so all right, what's up, Sean? Back to the question of what movie it might have been. Yeah, Tree of Life. Oh yeah, oh. it had to be Tree of Life. Tree of Life has. Terrence, are some... we gonna do some Malik on a future season, my Jesus friend? Jesus Christ, man! I would. That would be wild. Let's do Malik versus Tarkovsky, and like, and just watch our our view our viewing numbers, our Hell download yeah, numbers plunge into the negatives. <laughs> <laughs> the most pretentious season, like in existence. Yeah, oh boy, that'd be my if people favorite stuck season. With us, you know what's crazy? Just yeah. a little bit of a tangent. What's kind of crazy is our mo- guess. Our just. Guess, guess our most downloaded episode of all time now, Adam. Just guess. You won't get it right, I guarantee Spy Kids. It. No, that's up there, though. It is. Oh, it's it is. not Spy Kids? No. You're never going to get it because it's fucking crazy. I don't understand. How about, what do you think, Sean? <clears throat> most downloaded app. Man, is it from the hell season? It's not, no. Okay. Uh, well. What season is it? Dead Ringers, dude. What? Dead Ringers has, I won't say the I number, feel like but that was a, very... a multiplier on top of other episodes' okay. numbers. You know what? I'm glad. That's I'm cool. Glad. That's right? cool. Okay, so that was That's last. Great. Dead Ringers, last was season. that Cronenberg? Or? Cronenberg. It was Cronenberg. Yeah. Okay, yeah. interesting. A movie that well, I didn't love. Well, because, you didn't love. Because Canadians love that film. I, I guess maybe we have a, a lot, lot of people, listeners. Uh, I'm wearing a Canada shirt right now. Adam is, in fact, I'm wearing a Canada shirt. Why wearing... are you wearing your Canada shirt? I don't know. It's a nice shirt. It is a cool shirt. Adam has it... those, like, Midwest connections, and it just mm-hmm. goes a little bit north to Canada mm-hmm. for yeah. the poutine and French fries. Well, Canadians are just generally amazing people. They really are. Yeah. So I mean, We love you, Canada. We, if you're listening... We... Hey, stick around. Tell hey, how about, Canadians. you know, give us a, a few, uh, you know, hey, citizenships. We love, we love, yeah, there you, you go. Know, hey, if you want to pass us down some Canadian passports, yeah. sure, whatever, we'll take <laughs> Why it. Why not? Why not? Hey. You know what? You we know, definitely won't need them in the next Trudeau, two years. He's a true bro. Uh, yeah, we love Trudeau. He Good didn't guy. do anything illegal. No, he didn't do anything wrong. He's never acted inappropriately. We love him. He's actually him. being guy. under investigation for something. I was like, like going to say, isn't. has he yeah. done anything? I have no idea. No, he's, he, it was but not, he's so it's not attractive. He's, he knows yeah. about science. He's like a white knight guy. It's more than we can say. 
That's true. About our leader. Um, <laughs> he knows about science. <laughs> he knows that science exists. That's true, because um, like our leaders don't. Um, where were we? Uh, we were talking about Kate Blanchett. Yeah, we need to go back I kind of want to talk about their romance, because I, I, I think this, the scenes that were most relatable and I think most impactful for me was during that like 30 to 40 minute section in the middle when they were both kind mm. of like quote unquote in the middle. Mm. Like they were both like, uh, Oh, that was kind so of charming. Like, like, yeah. Like yeah. Kate Blanchett says like, we're meeting in the middle and I want and like, they look in the mirror at it's the so fucking, cute. I hate uh, yeah. this movie. Cause it's like all those moments are so, it's like, so anti Adam. Nice. It's like, this is not the movie that you would think Adam would, connect to but it's just like it's so adorable and i can't like help it you can't you can't help yourself but like that's so cute i I love how it kicks off that sequence too Mm. i want to just say uh i wrote down the quotes um where where there's just this like Mm. tension where daisy is back at uh Mm. queenie's house the the old folks home whatever you want to call it and uh old benjamin buttons there he's still kind of old he's getting younger Mm. And there's just all this tension. She's like, "Can I, can I stay here?" She she like walks her luggage into his room. Oh, and then she says, "No." He says, "No, no, no. Wait, fuck. <laughs> Damn it. I'm fucking this up already." Man. She says, "Sleep with me," and he says, like, "Absolutely." And then they just fucking because, embrace, and because, it's like so romantic because it, it is such a payoff from the initial, yeah. um time when when he was like you know kind of like a sophisticated looking old man uh you know obviously like when they were like 21 or something Mm -hmm. and like it was a beautiful scene i love that scene where it's like the fog in the background she's dancing and uh you know and how like amazingly like oh like in the theater that's the gazebo scene Oh, that's right. With the fog in the background. Yeah, I forgot that was, that was before... such a beautiful scene. Yeah, I forgot yeah. they have that like uh, refusal of the call. If we're like tracking the story Your beats, refusal like... of the sex. Yeah, the refusal of the <laughs> sex. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's I forgot about did. that whole scene, like that beautiful. Because she scene. wanted, a f- she wanted, a f- but fuck. Ben Buttons tur- turns her down, down yeah. and is like, "No, you need to." And you, you said, go. "Your life's defined even by the opportunities you don't take." Is that what he said? Yeah, he says something like that. Yeah, I don't know. His accent's so bad. I don't know. So yeah, that's why. Like, I thought it was a nice like payoff where he's just like absolutely, you know. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. And then and then it follows them from there on, like sailing on his boat. And it's like what, I think what makes those scenes so impactful is that the movie has already recontextualized mm-hmm. the fact that like it's inevitable that they won't end up together. Because she's going to grow old, he's going to grow young. And that's why it's you're. Like you that's why that you're context. with it. That's why you're with it. Exactly, you know and it's mean? like they're there it's in so, the fucking. It's so fucking cheap, but I loved it. It's <laughs> uh, that's so fucking like Tarkovsky cheap. said, man. Yeah. fucking time. Yeah. is itself so, is such a powerful tool I for know. film, and it's like when they're there together in the bed, and it's like yeah. so romantic, Cause, cause and you 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 know because you have the the context of uh the dying daisy in the certain you know in present time with katrina yeah and you're like well what the fuck like why are you reading about this guy you know and you're like you know that this 
beautiful moment between these two. Yeah. It's just not, it's not going to be forever. So you like, you hang on to it yeah. and it's, uh, is it cheap or, or, or genius? I don't, I don't think it is cheap, man. I, th- I think it is pretty ingenious. And I think that's why so many directors, like I said, have mm. tried to make it is because yeah. they like realized the potential for like people tapping into the story. Mm. Um, like that fucking quote I wrote down, man. Fucking, uh, not, oh, it. Never mind. I already fucked it up. I don't, I don't. Oh yeah, I was just thinking about how nothing lasts. That's what Kate Blanchett or Daisy says to Benjamin Button when they're in bed together. Mm. And and she also talks about in that scene like like you keep getting like there are fewer wrinkles on you every day and there are more on me or something along those lines. And I love them wrinkles. I love mm. them wrinkles, Daisy. You <laughs> <laughs> become sling blade. Yeah. French fried potatoes and wrinkles, Daisy. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are referencing, but I appreciate matter. the bit. Um, Just go with it. Don't don't like question what it is. Uh, but yeah, Sean. What 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 else? What else do you love about this movie, Sean? Man, what do I love about the movie? Or or what like moments that stick like stuck out to you? Because I'm so intrigued by like you watched it for the first time. That's like. That's cool. That's cool to me, and that's a perspective that we don't usually get on the podcast. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> I don't know. Like, honestly, I kind of had my hater hat on as I watched mm-hmm. the movie. Gotcha. Yeah. And why is that? It just from the jump, there's something about it that just wasn't catching me. Like, mm-hmm. I appreciate talking to y'all about it because it makes me appreciate the film more. Well, yeah. Do you yeah. do you think it's because I've I've read about this too? It's like. There's there's like an air of like self importance to the movie. Do you think okay. that's it? Do you think like okay. the movie thinks it's so important and you were like not tapped into that maybe or I do think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um like while there is a lot to play with within like the time constructs and, and life life itself and life going backwards in this case. Mm-hmm. Um I I just felt like there's not a lot to I mean, there, there's a lot that you can dive into, but at the same time, it's such like a broad subject. Like, talking, hey, what if yeah, this guy so, ages backwards? Or like, so yeah. I think that. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, are you saying that it's like a shallow, like a very, very vast ocean that's very shallow? Yes. Yeah. That, I, I feel that's the a pretty same good way. Way to yeah. Yeah. There's not say much that. to going on down. Yeah. But, I, yeah, I mean, I I don't think I don't think there is, and I think that's why. I mean, to to me, and I put this on like my letterbox review. I was saying that like it's definitely a lesser Fincher. I don't know if I'd say it's his worst movie because I I haven't seen like Alien Three. Other otherwise, I think it might be his worst movie. But what I also said in that is like like his worst movie this being a lesser fincher movie is still better than a lot of directors well, best movies Panic Room yeah. or I mean, and i don't, I don't think it's oh, his fault yeah, it's at better all than Panic Room. <laughs> yeah cuz like yeah. i mean i like this movie yeah. like i think yeah. he directed the hell out of it he it's ju- it's just i think the in- inherent yeah like premise of the movie doesn't have a lot of depth there mm. but like what you even said multiple times in talking about it adam mm. is like it has a lot of emotional depth like yeah. it has a lot of stuff that like really connected with you, mm. you know, and it's like I think that that stuff is important too. Maybe not as like long yeah, term because but I, I I can safely say that I was this is what I was planning. And it, it's funny that you talked about the beginning, Brent, that you had to split it up three 
you know, mm. three ways, right? Yeah, yeah. I started this and I could not stop watching it. Like I just, mm. I was engrossed with it and just yeah, like kept sure. going mm. with it. If, Even if, though, if I could have watched it all the way mm. through, I would have, but mm. <laughs> I mean, you know, but like, yeah. I, I just like couldn't help, but like stick with Ben even though like I knew that there wasn't uh and, and and I think I think uh that for me is very surprising as like a person who's usually not on board with these type of films you know and sort of emotional um you know uh, emotional through line that's uh the main point of the film it's hard for me to really tap into that or care about that in most films. So I was struck on why this one decided to kind of carry me through, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. I I think it definitely helps it being more of a anthology type of a story right? because they're, they're like every 20 or 30 minutes, there's like a new supporting character to kind of pull you into like, there's a Tilda Swinton or there's like a Jared Harris or there's a, uh, like Kate Blanchett, once it becomes mm. about her, and they start living together, and she's not just some she's she's not empty either. She has like yeah. all these really I th- interesting I think she's qualities like about most, her. Yeah, yeah, she's like a really fully formed. She's more interesting than Benjamin Button. Yeah, like how how she has this dream of being a dancer, and that's mm-hmm. completely dashed when you know she gets hit by the car, and then mm-hmm. she has to like reevaluate what's important and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And she was and how she just reacted to like not wanting to appear weak to Ben just is like, yeah, oh, my life. Yeah. I don't want you to take care of me. And I just, I just love, I loved her character in this. I don't know. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure, man. I don't know. I, I just keep thinking about the movie Jack. I don't like, oh, I guess you should because... never keep thinking about the movie Jack <laughs> by the, by the guy who made the Godfather, yes. Godfather <laughs> trilogy. Apocalypse. Now comes Jack starring Robin Williams. Okay. Robin gonna... Williams, a hero. Jennifer yeah. Lopez, great. JLo was in that. She's huh? in that. I'm oh gonna, yeah, I'm gonna say she's baby. a love interest. Diane she? Lane was his mom, right? Diane yeah, Lane that's right. Love I'm say, Diane before Lane. Before you continue, what you're Bill in Cosby stage. canceled. Oh, and that's about it. I'm gonna just say real quick. I have a lot of nostalgia for Jack. Same. And in my head. I, I love Jack still, even though I kind of realize I, I realized and I don't think I'll ever watch it again because it's probably like, no, I never a pile of garbage. Yeah. A lot of people. Yeah. A lot of like podcasts I listen to well, are I like, like Jack's I'm, the worst movie ever. And it's I like, I'm like not going to watch I it. I feel again. so uncomfortable watching that movie. If well, I watch it too. now. Yeah. So you couldn't get you couldn't get the the whole aging thing of uh, a Jack out of your head. They, they're just intrinsically combined in my head because of that. <laughs> I don't it's probably not correct at all, but well, Jack's more of an escalation rather than a reversal. Yeah, isn't it? I guess so. I, so I it's it almost like a fast forward as a, a play backwards, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, but uh, yeah, when yeah. Jack's about to when he graduates college and he's fucking old. That scene made me cry when I was yeah, a kid because it was sad as fuck. It's like he's eighty years old. He's graduating. He's gonna school. die. He's, he's gonna like die. he's like rock on or something. Yeah, I was like, oh no, he's gonna now. Die. Have, now, if I watch that, I just cry because Robin Williams is in it. I like. I like. Yeah. Haven't been able to watch a Robin Williams movie since he died. Is really? that weird? That's kind of. I just. I. I feel uh, like it'd just crush me if I did. I don't know. Hmm. But man, what dreams may come. 
Mm. Oh God, that's a movie I won't go anywhere near. Oh, that yeah. movie scared the shit out of me, Sean. Are you kidding me? No, as like same. a God fearing a... young Christian boy, that movie scared the shit out of me. Have you that seen that movie, shit? Adam? Yeah, because like yeah. I was uh, brought up in a New Age religion where we believed in like you know yeah. reincarnation stuff. So like I was totally like I totally believed what was going on in that movie. Interesting. And like the whole like suicide like head like cemetery area yeah that fucked me up dude the whole you knew do you know what i'm talking about in when, when dreams may come no i haven't seen it dude, in so long I so like that. since like hit he died in a car crash i don't know why i remember this because it's so traumatizing i guess but like that he died traumatizing yeah, as fuck yeah dude. it is yeah he died he's in a car crash and like his wife gets depressed and like kills herself like pills out right yeah and he tries to find her in the afterlife and he, she's, like, stuck in this, like, cemetery for, like, suicidal people and, like, condemned as, like, this head on, like, the ground that can't do anything. Holy shit. That I sounds like, crazy. I was like, what the I, fuck? I forgot about that. I don't remember that. that Maybe my brain up, blocked dude. that out. Yeah. I remember it because I was so – I was like, is that what happens if you kill yourself? <laughs> dude, oh, I'm starting to, like – I'm starting to realize that I have like repressed this movie out of my mind because it was so scarring because I'm thinking about now like the vision of hell in that movie was really fucking scary. There were like crashed. There were like, oh, yeah, there were fucking boats that have crashed and there are people in the water Who that the are like made reaching this fucking up. ridiculous movie. And even heaven scared me. I was like, I don't want heaven to be like a painting. That's fucking scary. I don't want to be in a painting when I get when I die. Anyway, I guess I guess it's perfect that we're ending our discussion of Benjamin Button about <laughs> fucking mortality and dying, going to heaven and hell. That's really perfect. What dreams may come is a sequel to Benjamin Button. Oh my god! Oh, fuck! Right. Fuck! What dreams may come? Yeah, that, I'm okay. never gonna rewatch that movie. I can't. I cannot. I Maybe we should watch like it because I don't remember yeah. it all. Like I remember the synopsis, mm-hmm. but I don't remember. Sean, else. how about this? We watch it mm-hmm. or rewatch it. Report back next time you're no, on the podcast. No, Brent, we have to watch it because Are we have to watch it just like we did it's Mars, Mars Attacks? Attacks. We need to. We need to face. <laughs> I like how you knew exactly. Yeah, what I was talking we need to face what traumatizes us kids. Yeah, because we, Sean, we actually watch. We we both. It's weird, Brent and I like. We're both fucked up by Mars attacks as yeah. kids because those aliens were fucking scary. They were terrifying, yeah. man. Yeah. I, I had nightmares for weeks after watching Mars yeah. attacks. Yeah, yeah. And then one night, Adam was over, and we were like, "Should we just like watch Mars attacks and, and like just, maybe like, see get if we over can it? this fear?" <laughs> yeah. And we did. And the movie's silly and goofy as fuck. Yeah, it's fine. It's a total B movie. Yeah. Um, and y'all didn't do that for the uh, the Hell season. I mean, I guess that's not one of his worst. It, well, we had it's done that before worst. the hell season. Oh, okay. yeah. But um, mm-hmm. other, otherwise, that would have been perfect. For <laughs> yeah, that would have been that would have epitomized hell season as watching mm-hmm. fucking uh, Mars attacks if we hadn't already watched it. Yeah. But um, but like yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, this is not that bad at all. Yeah, it's still kind of creepy. I mean, the aliens design is the, inherently it was, really it was, creepy. The aliens design was what like fucked me Their up as a kid. Their buggy eyes and, and the brains. Well, yeah, and the fact Ugh. that like that movie is very um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's very, it's very like twisted and it's very like fucked well, because up because the aliens kill just kill people. everybody. Yeah. They kill they kill all of 
Congress. Mm-hmm. They kill the entire Congress in that movie. That was, you know. Which, like, hey, Mars Attacks Aliens, where are you at? Hey, hey, hey. In, in today's context, back. yeah. Um, <laughs> that would have been pretty cool. I hope you hit up the Senate. Um, but, uh, yeah. Maybe, we'll, we, maybe we just need to watch uh, What Dreams May Come and just get over it. But Ben Buttons, everybody. Um, <laughs> I think that's going to do it. What do you think, Adam? Um, you got any other points you want to bring up? Well, uh, I guess, I guess uh, maybe just a little bit about David Fincher and how he, uh, how he, how he directed. You know, yeah, for sure. I mean, like, like we said of, at the, the at the top, yeah. this is definitely an outlier for him. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's uh, just a little bit. Just kind of like you, I'm, I'm starting to, yeah, yeah, like his um, uh, his 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 camera tracking. He's he's starting to really lean into that like precise camera movements of uh, people. Like you're starting to get that classic David Fincher feel with the Benjamin Button movie. Now. Yeah, and and that something that he leads up to what the Social Network and. And Gone Girl, absolutely, yeah, Dragon Tattoo. I always forget he did that too, man. Um, Yeah, I mean, this is definitely a movie where he's refining what he. I I I think he started that trend with Zodiac, maybe even right, right. maybe even the game slash Panic Room, but um, I I think in this movie. Earthy tones that he's yeah, he has a very like grounded uh, it. Like I, I think it's all about like color correction with him. It's mm-hmm. like very dark tones. Mm-hmm. Like the the blacks are very very dark. Um, there's there's not a lot of like light colors in his movies. You know what I mean? Um, I, I think it's him like really refining that that mm-hmm. sensibility in this one. Yeah, even the even the reds and uh, with Daisy weren't like the most. Uh, it's kind of muted. Red, red, like he muted he has reds, kind of a muted. Yeah. Uh, Mm-hmm. Like color palette, palette yeah. in this in this uh, kind of kind of even going forward, I guess. Like Social Network isn't like a very colorful movie. I wonder why he he's, he wants to be so muted. I don't know. It's it's a thing that I've noticed that uh, actually Soderbergh is very similar. Yeah, like like when I've I watched like got like Soderbergh confused back when I was younger. Like yeah. when I started getting into films, I always confuse Soderbergh and Fincher for some they're, reason. They're they're kind of similar, yeah. man. Yeah, and you know what I think it might be too is that they they are both like digital guys. Like they're both like mm. guys who um, like Fincher was talking about how he filmed like because Zodiac was successfully like visually that he wanted to do this movie entirely digitally, um, and I think he did except for maybe the hospital scenes. Uh, because he said the digital cameras were like too the ones they were using were too loud or something. What? So yeah, they, so they use some other kind, too I guess. Loud. Yeah, that's interesting. Like for a completely digital movie to be like set in these sepia tones that are kind of mimicking mm-hmm. old film, and then even deeper in there's the the guy that gets struck by lightning seven times. Oh yeah, I love that. And it goes little. even deeper yeah. into like older film. Yeah, yeah, like very analog. They're very analog. And even when uh, Benjamin Button is traveling abroad, mm-hmm. those scenes have like this very like That's analog a four by three ratio, right? When they're I doing... think they are. Yeah, they're like four yeah. by three. There's mm-hmm. an overlay of a filter, filter. that is like an old the Instagram kind of thing. filter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the Instagram filter. Um, um, but what was funny also is like even the the scenes when um, the clockmaker the beginning clockmaker uh, that's story, right yeah yeah it wasn't four by three it was uh, just the typical what sixteen sixteen by nine yeah nine 
but but with the grain filter on it, it's kind of strange that he decided to go with that instead of the four by three. Yeah, um, for for the beginning, right? Um, you think that like you know if you're gonna double down on the on the grain, you might as well just do the do the four by three, like. Yeah, there were show. some like interesting choices in terms mm-hmm. of like yeah, why he decided to do that, and then do... I guess you just don't want to start your movie with four by. <laughs> Yeah, that'd, that'd be kind of off-putting, right? Um, yeah. Like, yeah. right from the get-go. I, I, I had forgotten about that. I had forgotten about the whole, like, clockmaker. Um, it's it's, it's so weird. Up. It's almost like the prestige. It's like there's a framing story for a framing story for the actual narrative of the movie. I think the right? clockmaker is more like uh, how a serious man started. Like, serious man started with the... Mm. Was it a the bulyuk whatever yeah, it is uh, dip, 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 or yeah the uh, like demon that. story? I'm not Jewish. I can't. I don't yeah. know what it is. Yeah, and it w- didn't have any sort of like direct relevance to the mm-hmm. plot. You know, it wasn't like connected. But in terms of like the essence of of the the main story, it relates to it. You know, like kind of the yeah. um it yeah it translates tone, that way yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. why I was thinking the clockmaker story is kind of like it's kind of like a what's the word? Um uh, the uh, an orchestra when you're listening to an orchestra, the the first part what is it called? It's Shit. to set the tone for like the the show. Ah, fuck. God, I what, overture. About. Is it overture? Overture, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it is. It, yeah, it's, it's like an overture. Yeah, because it's like, it's here like, is what we're let me ease you perfect, into what I think it's it a perfect way because yeah. it opens and ends with that. And yeah. it's like we see this guy create the clock, mm. and he makes it go backwards, and it has a thematic purpose. Yeah, and that maybe or maybe not happens to coincide with the birth of this child. Maybe that's why he's aging backwards. Mm. It doesn't say that, but like I think that's probably what they were trying to infer. Um, but I mean, we're we're talking around this stuff, and it's like this is why I mentioned Shape of Water earlier, mm. is because I kind of think this movie, this movie reminded me of Shape of Water in like this in this uh, way that it kind of has this magical realism about it. And that is, it, it oh, is yeah, this grounded totally. thing, mm-hmm. but there are these like magical elements about it. Um, I don't know. I j- it just reminded me well, a lot of shape like of water. A, you know, it's, a fan- it's yeah, it, it, it's like an interest. It, it reminded me more of like big fish or like big fish is a good comparison. Um, yeah. You could, you could visualize the way that Tim Burton would have done this and like how it would have been bad. <laughs> but no, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. That's yeah. what's so interesting. It is about similar to Big film. Fish. Yeah, is that, why sure. would David Fincher do some sort of melodramatic like fantasy? Yeah, film? I really do think it is because of it's it's he's coming off of the kind of downturn of Zodiac and stuff mm. like that, and he's like, let me do something that'll like resonate with people. And I really then think he it was never that. did it again. Well, he did. He doesn't need to, because now I think the zeitgeist caught up with him mm. and is like, uh, like, yeah, we're gonna come out and see Gone Girl. This like twisted, fucked up, like Gone Girl's drama great, thriller. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, um, what's the, uh, the chick that wrote the book? Um, I forgot Jillian her name, but he was, he's working Flynn, with her a lot, right? Gillian Flynn. Flynn. Yeah. yeah, Gillian Flynn. Gillian um, Flynn. Yeah, yeah. He he's like been working with her a lot. He was gonna adapt. Um, Utopia, which was a really fucking good British series, but then they canned it. Um, but I, I, I mean, kind of hope he Fincher's keeps working been, with her. 
He's been getting canned a lot, apparently, right? Yeah, I mean, have we talked about that on the... I don't know. About how World War Z got shit canned when he was going to start doing it. And uh, he has nothing lined up. He hasn't made anything in five years now. Well, okay. Mindhunter. Mindhunter. Yeah, yeah. he's having success with shorter form, Mindhunter, uh, the robots. What is it? Sex, love, and robots. Yeah, he just produced that. I think is that what, he, is that an animated thing? It's like Animatrix. It's like a bunch of. I've watched a few. Yeah, of them. my friend was telling me about how fucked up and cool it was at the same time. I, I've watched the first few, and they are mm-hmm. they're kind of a little bit like on. I don't know. For, I've only seen a couple of them, so it's like it's not a. Well, it's by different people. Each opinion. one, right? So it's yeah, like, it's like they're kind of broad, but like mirror. very violent and sexual. And yeah. the animation is really cool on those. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he didn't direct any. No, he's producing them. He's putting his name on stuff, I think, right mm. now. Yeah. You okay. Uh, the other thing I was thinking of was House of Cards. Executive producer directed a couple episodes. Detective. Yeah. I mean, I think he's. Yeah. I I haven't even watched the final season of that show because apparently it's a fucking disaster nightmare because they they obviously were forced to kill off Kevin Spacey and then the show apparently went in the toilet. It was already kind of not great. The show, yeah, it was was not great. You want me to do, you want to see me fail. You want to see me fail. Yeah, (laughs) whatever the fuck. I don't know. I can't do a Spacey. Thank God I can't. Um, But yeah, I mean, yeah, he's still, apparently he directed a lot of the next season of Mindhunter, which is cool. And it's like, the the episodes that he directs are especially good in that show. Like you can tell which ones he directed because he's such a like craftsman and he's like really hands on. Um, but it's like I want him to get his hands on like a good script and fucking do a good do a fucking do another movie. Do, do a fucking, fucking, fucking get some fucking detectives get, in there. Get your buddy uh, talking BP. Get BP in there. Uh, who? I was going to say Pitt. Just oh, get Brad, Brad Pitt. In get the movie. Brad Pitt. Get um, he, he's his Kurt, get the Sor- get the Sorkin boy and make Social Network oh, too. There it is. Yeah, make the Social Network too, where yeah. Mark Zuckerberg goes to Congress. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, was, that, Aaron Sorkin wants to write it, so Sor- hopefully, hopefully Fincher would come back for that, man. Dude, you know how I want to see Jesse Eisenberg sitting in front of a Sweating, Congress, just, drinking water. Yeah. <laughs> His, like, robot cogs, like, clicking behind his eyes. Like. Hell yeah, dude. Oh <laughs> Hell yeah. God. That'd be sick, man. Well, I was going to say, like, Brad Pitt is his Kurt Russell in a lot of ways. Like, this mm. is the third Brad Pitt Fincher movie we've covered. That's true, yeah. Um, and so it'd be cool if, like, Pitt and Fincher got together for something else. I, don't, I mean, who knows what, but mm-hmm. um, they obviously have th- – I mean, they're three for three at this point, you know. Mm. Well, we all know that Jake Gyllenhaal ain't coming back, though. Mm. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's yeah. get Fincher in the next phase of the MCU. Oh, oh boy. boy. He I... could do some crazy dark shit if they let him. That would be interesting, man. You get Mark because Ruffalo. Because they're so producer-driven. He's worked with Ruffalo. <laughs> yeah. Tony Stark. Fucking He's Mysterio. worked with him, too. Yeah, that's right. Just get them all three together again. <laughs> shit. I mean, I'd watch... I mean, that'd be great, honestly. That'd be a smart – honestly, that'd be a smart way for Fincher to kind of like get back into being able to do whatever he wants to do. Yeah, he could kind of – Because like Nolan. there's the only, security yeah. of the MCU and he gets like a, a like a hit under his belt and he's like, all right, now pay me to do whatever He would I only want. do some sort of like grounded superhero that deals with like an, a specified area. 
that's not like grand scale. You yeah, know? I don't know. Like he's never yeah. done anything like grand scale, and that's why I was surprised when I heard about World War Z sequel. I mean, you know maybe I mean? he wants. Maybe he wants to. Man, maybe I don't he know. Wants to. Maybe World War Z was another Benjamin Button type thing where he was like, "All right, let me do yeah. like a populist." movie that i know will be at least somewhat of a hit mm-hmm. so i can like I'll, like i can make my gone girl again or i can make my zodiac whatever zodiac, you know what i mean yeah. or maybe he doesn't even care about that i don't know like he's he's an interesting director to follow because i th- i think he doesn't seem to care about because yeah. after alien 3 because that was kind of like for the studios right and he was so mad about it that he yeah. like but he retired. hated being controlled so that's an yeah. interesting thing to keep in mind. Like, and and that you know that's I mean? why I don't think he'd work with the MCU is because the it's so producer right. driven at this point. Right. You know that uh, I don't you know. just go over the DC arena, see how Boy. they're doing. I bet DC would let him do something. DC would. Let DC him. seems like in a real. They're they seem desperate. like they're in a real fucking like yeah. handing out checks phase at this point. Like just like, letting people James Gunn's available. Fucking call up, man. <laughs> Let's hit him up. Uh, he's bitter about uh, about being fired. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it, dude. Yeah. Let let uh let yeah. fucking Fincher do like a. I don't know what what what, what, what would he do? What would superhero would it be? There's got to be someone we don't really know, but that would play a part in like the next like a phase. Like the Martian? Lantern? No, that'd be weird. <laughs> It'd be weird to see him do like a like a space movie. I don't right, know. Yeah, he did Alien know. Three. Huh? Well, yeah, he, he's he's not going back <laughs> to space anytime soon. I don't think. Uh, Christ, who, who let him do an Alien movie. Man, let him fucking redeem himself. Let him do a, a Doctor Doom movie. Like not Fantastic oh, Four, but Doctor Doom. That's that's a good fucking idea. That'd be good. Isn't that a belong to Marvel? Bought that Marvel shit back. back. Yeah, yeah. Marvel has it now. Which the guy who made the Fargo show, uh, Noah Noah Hawley, I think his name is, had written a Doctor Doom script that he was going to direct for Fox, and now he's under the the Marvel banner. So. Fucking let Fincher direct that script. Fuck it. Fuck it. That'd be amazing, man. That'd Honestly, like letting too. Fincher do like a villain origin movie. That'd be that'd be sick. Except Todd Phillips is doing Joker, so. Well, I mean, we'll see. That might be good just on the back of uh, Phoenix alone. It's not Who like knows. we're going to talk about Todd Phillips ever again on this podcast. Nope. Nope. What That's is, what is a, that a reference? Are you trying to hint to people that we're going to talk about Todd yeah, Phillips it, next it, It's like a weird, like, meta joke. <laughs> That's a sub bit, yeah. It's like, it's like a... It's I a mean, but meta- we're never going to talk about Todd Phillips again. Uh, we're never going to talk about... Uh, <laughs> it's a joke because we will Louis never choose yeah. Todd Phillips <laughs> for this fucking... That's a, I've ruined it by fucking calling attention it's to it. I'm sorry. I don't know who Todd Phillips is. Yeah. He's the guy who made Starsky and Hutch. And, yeah, which is uh, his best movie. I it's probably his best movie. Yeah, actually. it's better than The Hangover. He did The Hangover movies. That's right. Too. He did do The Hangover movies. Also classic. Dude, you know, what, you know what movie oddly ages really poorly is The Hangover? The Hangover in the first five minutes has all these like, are you like a... <laughs> jokes and like God. I should have said that but it's in the context of that movie aging poorly I'm sorry I'll probably bleep that but yeah that movie doesn't age great <laughs> dude everyone said that word back then though like, yeah like 10 years ago it's yeah, crazy it's, years, yeah. it's bad it's, it turns out it's offensive same with the R word as well yeah well, well can, is there gonna be a day where we can't say any like 
words anymore. I don't want to turn into an Alex Jones podcast. Man. Let's let's. I just wonder, up. like, fuck those words. We don't need them anyway. That's true. Yeah. No, you're right. O- only no, only like, uh, uh, creatively bankrupt people fucking lean on those words, so it's fine. Yeah, I, I love, gotta I love look at John passwords. Mulaney. He's like the funniest. Fu- he's funnier than Louis C.K. ever was, and it's like. You don't need to say the shit Louis C.K. was, for example, to True. be hilarious. Hey, that's a low-hanging know? fruit there, Chief. I guess. I mean, I sure. mean, like, everyone is, dis- like, Louis C.K. is pretty disgraced already, so. Well, I'm, <laughs> like I'm just, like, I don't know. I, he's, he's an yeah. easy example to use. The, the interesting thing about Louis C.K. is his comedy was never, like, that outstanding to me, but his Louis on FX. Was great. Was great. When yeah. when he gets into the real surreal stuff, he brings, um. Yeah. What's the... The Horse and Peter new, new was great or, too. Uh, well, like, yeah, the new one's craft great. Or, uh, who's the the guy that did um, Twin Peaks? David, David Lynch. Lynch. Like when he brings David Lynch in. Oh, David Lynch was in a couple episodes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, and like he, Dude, that, he that does show, some like Lynchian surreal stuff. That whole show is really, really surreal. Yeah, that that show was really good, dude. Yeah, and then and then he made the show that he only put out on his yeah, uh, Horse, website, Horse and uh, Horse and Pete, Pete which. Yeah. It su- it sucks it sucks that he's a piece of shit because Horace and Pete is like top three shows I've ever seen in my life. Hey, you need wow. a, it you is, need to uh separate the art I, from the I, I guess. It's like I'm I, I am. That's what I'm you saying right to. now. It's like you it's it's like it cannot be appreciated in the same light by the general masses. Right. It's tainted. Because it's tainted. But Horace and Pete is incredible. It's like there are like monologues on that show that like stick to one character for like 15 minutes and you can t- it's like a stage play like the whole show is like a 10 episode like stage mm. play that's filmed like it's a fucking sitcom. Yeah. Um anyway, don't ever watch it. I mean torrent oh. it, I guess. Yeah. If you're going to watch it, but uh yeah. Yeah, so final thoughts <laughs> <laughs> on Benjamin Button. Yeah. What do you think, Sean? Sean? Final thoughts. Ben final Buns. thoughts. Decent movie, mm. long but paced well. It's entertaining. Uh, I, I have a little bit of hateration towards it, but hateration. Um, overall, like speaking with y'all about it, kind of digging into the themes and what things mean within it gave me a better appreciation. I don't know. That's that's all we can hope for, honestly. That's actually. Um, I don't know about you, Brent, but I feel like you, you you would agree with me. Like that's the whole that's the whole uh, point of our podcast is kind of bring light through conversation, like getting deeper and having more appreciation. Yeah, and if I mean, like, there's other avenues, but like we have like this kind of concentrated like avenue to to bring light to those. Yeah. Kind of because, like, you know, people will just watch a movie and just forget about it. You know, yeah. I mean, some some of my favorite experiences are the times when I've watched a movie for the podcast and been like, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, like, we like come here and start podcasting, and it's like, oh, like, oh, oh, yeah. okay. There, there was this whole, yeah, there was this whole layer. Maybe I wasn't tapped into, mm. or a whole perspective I didn't think about, mm. and it kind of like a recontextualization of, uh, yeah. you know, what's going on to to do that. So, so I feel like, yeah, yeah that that's our that's wonderful to hear because yeah. that's what we 
That's what we aim for. I think. And that's yeah. one of my favorite aspects about y'all's pod too. Mm-hmm. Like I, I listen every week as it comes out. Every time I listen to one, I laugh with y'all. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, I want to watch that movie. See, that's, that's cool, so man. cool. Oh. I appreciate that so much. Yeah. That's so nice. It's very nice. It makes us keep going. Makes oh, us yeah. not stop that's, that's, in this that's train. That's fuel in the tank there, Chief. Fuel. Filling up that car. Yeah. Keep we are the tracking. flagship podcast of Sticker Fridge. Shoot, shoot. <laughs> can we can we make that claim? Is that too much of a? Is that too? Uh, well, I mean, while while fam, I mean, we're one of them. I mean, fam films is on the back burner currently. So I mean, I think y- y'all have to take it. Y'all have been going on for the longest, most consistently. And with how many episodes? We have a bunch of episodes. Really, probably too. like fifty-seven now. And I guess fifty-eight, uh, maybe. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of episodes. Yeah. Yeah, we're pretty consistent here. Yeah, I guess I so. direct yeah. your show down. Let's jerk ourselves off a little yeah. bit more. Just, just, just get <laughs> Brent, let's just have this for a moment. <laughs> just for a moment. Then we can say how like pretentious I am, how like too emotional you are. We can we can go through our, All flaws. Of our faults. We critique those enough. Yes. Yeah, you're right. We, we 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 make fun of ourselves enough. Let's let's grab each other's wieners. And just, and just go at it. it. Just, yank it until, until, yank. until we're having a good time. Until we're having fun again. Yank it for a minute because that's all you need. <laughs> a minute in my dreams, Chief. <laughs> I feel like that's Try the 30 joke. seconds. I feel like that's always the joke that follows that joke, yeah, it, man. It, it always is. Not. Every time I hear the minute joke, it's like, oh. take A, a minute? Huh, that's 45 seconds too long. Hop, hop. <laughs> like... Yeah. It's always like that. It's always followed up. Like All right. What about you, Adam? What about what about uh, your thoughts on Ben Button? You know, it is uh, watching this again. Um, I really was surprised at how much I liked it. I think the first time I watched it when I was, um, you know, back when it came out, like I was what nineteen, maybe. Um. I could have sworn that it was the whole long movie syndrome where I didn't really care. And I didn't really care for Brad Pitt at the time. And I guess I just didn't really, I mean like, like 19 year old Adam is like the Adam who does not care about emotional, like through lines at all. Mm. And you know, I, I I guess you're not a fucking sci-fi movie. (laughs) That's not, if you don't Making have guns and shit, if I if I don't understand it, yeah. <laughs> if I it's like a great impression of, of I, me. I, I, as if I fucking understand your movie the first time I watch it, it's a fucking piece of shit. Hell and yeah. if it's not set Hell in yeah, space, dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Or if I, I understand. That's a good impression. <laughs> I think all of us have had that phase. Like, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, like Edgelord central you know what i mean but um but you know coming you know growing into myself and kind of having more emotional experiences in my life and having romantic experiences in my life with you know various people and um having that sort of because i i will say like there's a lot of moments in this movie i don't want to get too personal but like there's a lot of moments in the movie that reminded me of like someone and like kind of struck me like because because of like the the relatability and i guess that's why like Mm -hmm. now that i'm thinking about it that's probably why i'm so into this because of like a certain someone i won't say who it is but like that it reminds me of so that's why it like kind of hit me harder but as far as it's like kind of 
like more in the filmmaking aspects and more of a storytelling, you know, it's fine. You know, I'll go with Sean's interpretation of it. Um, it's just kind of basic and you don't, there's, there's not too much depth to it, but you know, there's enough to where we had a significantly in, enjoyable conversation about it. So, mm-hmm. uh, on the, I'm gonna go back to the, uh, the difficulty, Adam, the, yeah. the dolphin scale, the dolphin scale. I like that. Yeah. Let's coin that now. I like that. The dolphin That's difficulty. Oh, there dolphin you go. Difficulty. Yeah. There yeah. You go. That's alliteration. This is easy mode, easy mode. I'd say mm-hmm. like anybody could get into this and watch it and take what you need. Um, far as people who are more into film. Yeah. Yeah. You can watch for film class. I don't know, like, there's some beautifully composed shots that you could analyze, and mm-hmm. you know, because Dave Fincher. As far as screenwriting, yeah, you could be, like, intermediate, because there's some cool, like, framing with the whole, like, uh, you know, old lady thing mm-hmm. and stuff, but I think that's all I have to say about it. How about you, Brent? Yeah, uh, I mean, this is, watching it for the podcast, it was, like, my second time ever watching it. The last time I'd seen it was, I guess, 2008. I mean, I must've been probably a senior in high school. Um, and it was, it was definitely a lot more relevant to me now. Um, having a, like I literally finished it the night of my baby's one year birthday and like all of the, the themes of mortality and kind of the reframing of, um, the inevitable process of, life and death. Uh, I mean, dev definitely added a lot of weight to it. Um, I mean, I, I, am not a person who, who personally doesn't need like a lot of stuff to like dive into on rewatches and stuff like that. <clears throat> but it's, uh, I mean, yeah, really connected with me and, um, kind of, I'd, I'd say despite Brad Pitt, I, <laughs> I, I think, I think, I think he's he's all right in the second half. He's all right in the second half. The first half is, I think, a weird concoction of weird choices on his behalf and also, like, CG technology at the time. Bonjourno. Bonjourno. Uh, <laughs> uh, and ult- ultimately, though, I think it rises above that and becomes something pretty special that ultima- ultimately is still, like, lower... It, it may be the worst Fincher. I think it will probably be the worst Fincher movie we cover this season, but that mm. in itself is a testament to how good of a director he is mm. in that. Um, and we didn't talk about this. I, I wish we had brought it up, but the fact that he says that he's not an auteur, um, this is the movie that I think really doubles down on that in the fact you know, that we talked about with the whole dark Spielberg sort of thing. Yeah, I guess, I guess we did at the top. Mm. Yeah. Um, in that, this this is unlike anything he's ever done before and even since. Um, but he still adds a lot of weight to it and really sells you on uh the character's arc and stuff like that. Um it's uh it's a, it's a solid movie and I, I, I liked it a lot rewatching it. I, I was expecting maybe for it to be a little bit lesser um and rewatching it, but um it it kind of maintained and even probably improved on my memory of it. So, yeah, Ben Buttons, uh, that's going to be a thumbs up. 
from all. Uh, is that how you're gonna do it? <laughs> It's gonna, it's gonna be a thumbs up over here in the in in Brent's corner. Oh man! So Sean, <laughs> do you have any plugs? Anything you want to put out there to the millions of listeners that we have here at Director Showdown? Mm-hmm. As always, listen to all the sticker fridge stuff. Go to the sticker fridge website. There's more and more posts going up. We have a cool calendar that yeah. lets you know of things to do. Yeah, the calendar rules, um, man. A really cool idea. There, I think there's going to be like a film festival coming up l- late summer or fall time uh, that we're planning on putting together. So be on the lookout for that. Delphin Pod guys, always, yeah, just uh, take a look out. And what if are you, you want to do? What are you up to, Sean? Fridge, do it. What are you up to? What are you going on? What's going on? I mean, with Sh- you? Sean, Sean's coming over to my neck of the woods here pretty soon. Oh mm. yeah, I just I got a new job, which is cool. Jab. Hell yeah. Should, Sean as, and I, I think, are going to be uh, co-workers here pretty hell soon. Yeah. It's going to be dope. We're going to be like cubicle buddies. You might, you might be on, on my on my team, honestly. I, I don't know. There's like three or four teams. Little this did Brent a- realize that he was getting laid off and Sean Yeah, was- that he would be fired the next day. How? <laughs> what if by the time this episode goes up, I'm like homeless? Yep. My wife has left me. I haven't seen my son in a week and a half. Sean like, is Sean. Sean like marries like Amy and is his yeah. father to Atticus. <laughs> well, that's the that's the real. I yeah. mean, that's that's Eric Roth's uh, third <laughs> Eric Roth uh, yeah. third movie right there yeah. um, after Forrest Gump and Ben Buttons. <laughs> yeah, Dang. you know, I always like this is. I hate that I'm going back now, but. I just thought he was Eli Roth for a second, and I was like, "Why the fuck did Eli Roth write this goddamn movie?" <laughs> There's no imagine? blood and gore. <laughs> yeah. Well, the amount of gore would be a lot higher, I think. Yep. The no, World War could II. Could you imagine if Eli Roth wrote the movie exactly as it ended? As up it, being? it, yeah. That that's the most fascinating thing about that'd it. that'd be wild. Yeah. Man. That's what I thought when I saw his yeah. name, Eric Roth's name. I was like. What? He's capable of doing. He can do this. this. I mean, he did the the house with the clock in its walls or whatever, which is like a kids horror movie, oh. which is good. Apparently, I kind of want to watch it, but um, yeah. So he has he has he versatility has a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What about you, Adam? Got anything going on? No, just uh, you know, um, uh, I've been rock climbing lately. That's what I've been. Getting real You're gonna into plug rock climbing. Yeah, all right, go, go rock climbing. climbing. There's two rock climbing gyms downtown. Armadillo. I'm not, they're not paying me any money, but <laughs> Armadillo Boulders and the district. It's just a fun thing to get fit. Just do it. I if think you, that is cool. Yeah, yeah it's, that it's is, that's that's a cool plug. It's a yeah. cool thing. It's just like that's really what I'm into right now, and hopefully I'll stay consistent with it. It's been about. Probably two and a half weeks now. I've been really consistent. Yeah. So this will probably be about two and a half weeks. One thing I'm really excited about with my do job is being Monday through Friday. I'm going to have the Saturday weekend, and Sunday yeah. off going forward, mm. and it's going to be dope. <clears throat> Hell it yeah, is dude. really nice Having to the have that consistency. Nice. Yeah. Uh, the schedule, not, not, yeah. I mean, yeah. Working nights isn't the best, but having the weekend off is, is fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, how about you, Brent? What do you got? What's going on with uh, you? I mean, not much. I mean, follow us on Letterboxd. Follow, oh, yeah, Letterboxd. Follow, follow me and follow the account on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, always got stuff going on. We're going to be doing – we're probably going to be setting up at least the uh, uh, dealer's choice. 
Oh, we're still doing that. Contest now. soon. <laughs> Hell yeah, we are, dude. <laughs> it brings people in, dog. People love that shit. Um, uh, yep. And uh, other than that, I mean, watch Free Solo. It's a documentary about rock climbing. It's really good. You know, I. You know, what's funny is that I have not watched it, and you think that, oh, like, man. you think that it's if, so nuts. It's crazy. Because I, cause I was, like, rock climbing, and I was like, look, Mom, I'm free solo. <laughs> it's me, free solo. <laughs> free solo. You got to watch it, man. Y'all got to watch it, because it's going to it's gonna give it, yeah. everybody who views it high blood pressure. It's fucking crazy. Um, oh, yeah. Other than that, I think that was about it. Yeah, all the sticker fridge stuff. Uh, mm. Check out the site. We always got cool stuff going on. Um, and so tune in next week. Next week's going to be Inception. Inception. With yeah. a special guest. Uh, we're going to have to figure out the logistics of all that, by the way. But yeah. we'll, uh, we'll save we'll, that we'll for, see, for next save time. for next time. And thank you, Sean, for coming on the podcast. Always a pleasure, sir. I hope yeah. you... Uh, come on back, Sean. Yeah, yeah. Anytime you invite me, I'm more than happy to come back. It's always great to spend time with y'all, even podcasts or outside of the yeah. podcast you you, oh, you yeah. like low-key like um we should like hang out more like off the <laughs> I, I live here now it's like like even <laughs> on uh even i mean we don't have to do a podcast yeah. I and mean, you guys can just uh hang out with i mean or, yeah because uh, like you don't even <laughs> like movies sean but you decided you decided to go on the podcast <laughs> just to hang out no, okay i that has been my claim i that do enjoy been. movies but yeah. Not, it's just not. It's just not it's just like a different extent. It's a different extent. And I have like a weird like modus operandi when it comes to movies. Like I have this thing where I like these really like critical things where you have to dive in and watch multiple times, like Inherent Vice. Mm-hmm. But then the other side of the coin, I like the stupidest it's, comedies. It's, it's just like reading books, man. Like if you're forced to read like the books in high school, you're not going to like reading. But if you find the books that you like, I mean. Like you're gonna be all about reading. Like you love reading, right? Yeah. So like, inherent vice just enraptured you, right? So it just depends on what kind of mood. But if if yeah, if you want to talk comedies too, I don't know. Maybe next season might be. Uh, I don't know. Shut we'll the see. fuck up. I, I've I just, some it's so early to like plug something out to like, y'all before yeah. that. Yeah. I don't think will ever happen. But I'll, I'm gonna keep making them. <laughs> keep what? What? I'm gonna keep making weird suggestions for. Uh, directors oh, for pairings? Who knows, man? In like season or uh, fucking yeah, in season like thirty-eight. I mean, who knows? We're Spanish? gonna be doing, huh? What's that in Spanish? Uh, Trenta y ocho. Oh, Trenta y ocho. Uh, isn't that right? No, I thought it was Trenta thirty ocho. You know, you say third. You said thirty and eight. That's what you said. Well, that works just fine, Adam. <laughs> that is a cheat, and you know it, asshole. All right, guys. Well, <laughs> tune in next week for episode Ocho. Yes. Motherfucker. Bring it back. Um, thank you, Sean, for being on. <laughs> we'll see again, you guys Sean. next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye.